Welcome. Welcome to your Wednesday. As always, you know where you can find us, canceltheshow.com. Canceltheshow.com. Um, people who jump in off the bat know what we do. You know where to find us. Continue to share, subscribe, like. It all helps us. And we continue to bring you the topics, the stories that we possibly can. Okay, it's a Wednesday. Kathy Helbig Strick, Experience Real Estate Partners. Expect to be moved. 314-276-SOLD. She will be in the studio today. 8.30ish. Of course, we're a live 8 to 10 Central Time show, but you can catch us anytime, any of the day in any of our podcasts at canceltheshow.com. Of course, Sandra Stars, as always, um, look forward to talking to Kathy. Tabitha has her own situation I when it comes to real estate. Of do. course, of course, the cloud, It is the thunderstorm. I, I, it's either a good time Tabitha or a bad drama hassle. Yeah, I have my own unique situation to talk to Kathy about today. Can't wait to do that. I can't wait because it shows exactly why you have to have an agent, why you can't do this alone. Uh-oh, don't like to hear that. Hopefully things get better. Um, lots of news all across the country, in the state of Missouri, and across the country. Um, real quick, jump into it because we did yesterday. We don't have to spend a ton of time on it today. Uh, we are your news show, politics, current events, society, Cancel culture and interviews. Uh, wanted to remind everybody, we got Troy Taylor coming up Friday. Um, ghost expert for our free-for-all, paranormal, you name it, whatever you want to call it, Friday. Conspiracy Friday. Looking forward to him. He will join us at about 8.15 on Friday to get into all kinds of uh, ghost tours, what he sees, what he does. Uh, very much looking forward to that. Very exciting. Um, also... Um, we continue to move on with what's happening with the J6. Uh, all kinds of news broke yesterday. Not only did Tucker Carlson from Fox show the video of the shaman being escorted around. And by the way, Al Watkins' attorney uh, yesterday was grateful that he could come on. I had comments throughout the day and night about I Al also. Watkins coming so on I. the show. So did I. And what should happen. Why is this man still in jail? And then leave it. I'm sorry. I'm going to say it. And you don't hear me saying it a bunch. Leave it to Mr. Rhino himself. That's right. I'm talking rhinos. There's so many. Mitch, <laughs> Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell came out yesterday and said he could not believe Tucker Carlson painted the picture out so that it was against Capitol Police. He said that that's not what happened. He we says, see the video. He says we what? We see the video. I'm telling you, we, you we have talked about Mitch McConnell. The, the guy has a cancer. Nobody wants him in office. How he's still in office, I have no idea. Because he pays everyone. That's the why he's still in office. The polling showed Americans across the country did not want Mitch McConnell anywhere. Anywhere because near Because we, we don't count Congress. the politicians that get in office. Mitch McConnell donates millions of dollars to their campaigns, to negative ads against their opposers. And then guess what? They don't vote him out. It's a vicious cycle. And that's why McConnell is still in that seat. And Vic... We see it with our own eyes. I'm so tired of people telling me that what we see with our own eyes is not true. Of course. We saw it. Oh, no. That's we not saw what it. you see. We saw the video. There is nothing. Mitch McConnell lost me 100% yesterday. I had already wondered. He lost me. What? Who's? How is he compromised? What is he doing? Who is voting for him to retain his position? I'm sorry. In some senses, the I'm The people lying. I just told you, I, the politicians, I, they will not vote him out because he gives them money. Lizzie says, look who McConnell is married to. Um, he's married to a Democrat. I do know that. 
Um, Drew Collins says, I can't believe I'm praising Mitch McConnell. Thanks. <laughs> Seriously. Or one Democrat. <laughs> you can't trust me. I mean, I was, oh, you can't trust politics. Mitch McConnell needs to go. Mitch McConnell needs to go. The people voting him in, are you kidding me? That's on you. That is all on you voting Mitch McConnell in. The guy is a cancer. He is not helping Republicans. He is not helping the Republican cause. And for him to come out publicly yesterday, oh, well, that video. Does anyone care what he says? Well, here's the problem. I don't care, but you have to care. Because if you don't care, he continues to stay in the position that he's in, Tabitha. But that's not up to the people. It's up to the voters. Uh, Eric, Eric, it 100% I mean, Eric, is. Vic, it's, if he doesn't get elected to the position, he can't have the position in D.C. How many times have we elected various senators and we said, hey, what are you going to do? Are you going to try to oust McConnell? Oh, they skirt around it. They don't want to talk about it. The ones who say they will oust him, guess what? They don't get elected well, because let's be honest. he pays their opposition. Yeah, let's be I honest. mean, that's the truth. Eric Greitens, when he was running for the Missouri Senate seat, the first thing he said was, I'm going after McConnell. I did stories on this. <laughs> Eric's wife's sister worked for McConnell. He worked, she worked in DC. They worked on, they, they worked on projects together. McConnell <laughs> did not want Eric Greitens in DC. No, he, he did called them out now because of things that Eric Greitens did in his previous past, they were used against him. It well, actually it was the, op- it was, it was that, but it was also flat out lies. Mitch McConnell paid millions of dollars out of his own super PAC to to have this barrage of ads played against Eric Greitens, and they were all lies. But, you know, that isn't well, even well, what I was talking yeah, about. That was just, just one that's instance one, No, that's just one instance where I many, remember Mitch McConnell. One of many. You call out Mitch McConnell, and the only reason I brought it up is because of what you brought up. It, right, and that did happen in the Eric Greitens situation. Absolutely so. Because he said, "I'm gonna first thing I'll do is I'll unelect." That's right, Mitch McConnell, and he never had a shot. Never not, after but, saying that, no. But he was going up against a good candidate and Eric Schmidt, Absolutely which unfortunately, so. as you tell us, took a lot of money <laughs> from Mitch McConnell. Oh man, I hate politics. I love politics, and it's not just St. Louis. I didn't bring it up for that specific incident. That that is what's happening all across the country, and it's not just. With McConnell's position, it's other positions as well. And this is why we continue to have a Congress that does not represent us. So he comes out yesterday and says, oh, the video you saw, that that's not really that's not really what we saw. Tucker Carlson is misrepresenting the video. Really? How can you misrepresent really? a video? Really? He's misrepresenting the video, Mitch? So anyway, somebody with a mic gave Mitch some time, and that's what he said. So regardless, there you are. Um, you decide for yourself. Um, Tucker Carlson continued to interview people last night. He interviewed uh, a Capitol Police officer. who It's not, to me, as powerful as what we saw yesterday, but it's more video of the, the Capitol officer walking around trying to get the Senate cleared, and he was refused the opportunity to do it. He wasn't given any instruction. Again, it's just more evidence of what happened and the cover-up, the planning, whatever you want to say, it was all there. Um, we we had to get into that again. Uh, it's it's a series that they've been using on Fox. And now they're taking that information and they're trying to turn it around on Tucker. As soon as Tucker announced he was going to play these videos, what happened? The media came out against him. And he they is start- the media. Well, he is the media, but he's he is he pays for his own airtime. He's not your typical 
talking head in, in the news station. And so we know the media came out against him. And now all of a sudden they're saying, oh, Tucker, he passionately hated Trump. He hated Trump. And what they're trying to do is turn the Trump supporters against Tucker. And then Tucker made a statement and he said they're taking it out of context. Well, he did make those texts, apparently, but apparently it was taken out of context. But whenever we say our comments are taken out of context, some people believe us, some people don't. Exactly. And you got to take that I with mean, a grain of salt. <laughs> I mean, the bottom line is Tucker has some issues with Trump. He does. We, we, you can't skirt it. He does. Appear, I mean, he if does. he's made these texts, then he, he has. Maybe he, he does. He has issues with Trump. I would like to know what he has to say about it outside of him just saying but, it's been taken out of context because it make, it does matter. It ma it does matter. But the part of this also that we're getting to that is another sidebar of all of this craziness is Democrats are losing their minds. You're losing your minds. You're losing it because you're seeing video which is unraveling all of J6. Now you're going to lie. Now you get your biggest rhino in Congress, Mitch McConnell, to say, well, the video, well, you know, it could be this. Because as you know in life, you can philosophize anything. You can look at the same situation and go, well, no, well, you know, I see it this way. I see it that way. Really? We know what we saw. Now Democrats are trying to censor Tucker Carlson. They're trying to cancel him. Um, Schumer. Pelosi can't do it. She's not in office anymore. But from behind the scenes, the Democrats, the White House, the Biden administration. Really, let's go censor media for showing us truth. This is why, man. They don't want, I want to have the truth. We want to have honest conversations, and that's why this show exists. That's why we continue to have people coming in, not only throughout the St. Louis and Missouri area, but across the country. We want to have these honest conversations, Republicans, Democrats talking. How can you have a conversation when you have Democrats doing this? How can you elect and legitimately have a conversation and go, yeah, yeah, I, I support those guys. Yeah, I, I support J January 6th after you see the video that we have seen. Unfreaking believe it doesn't make sense. It doesn't add up. And if it doesn't make sense and doesn't add up, don't try to find a reason for it to make sense. Video, evidence, people will show you who they are. Don't try to change something to put them into what you want them to be. It, it, it's happening in DC. There's a lot of stuff happening in DC. None of it favorable to us. They're always going to squash. The truth, we know all of our media is state-ran media. You know, Tucker just happens to have his own show, as does Hannity, as does a couple others. And those are the only good shows on Fox National. And we're going we're going to see more of this, Vic, because they're going to come out and continue to blast Tucker. There's well, no way around it. But here's the other thing. And then you hear some Capitol Police, well, th that video isn't true. Yeah, you know what? You're not going to hear Capitol Police or Capitol Police Chief or Chiefs or leaders go, Yep, that's right. We did it wrong. That's never going to happen. No, but the so, Capitol Police are also going to be the first police department that I do not support. And I hate to say that because I always support police us. officers. Whether, always. Whether they were told to do what they did or whether they did it on purpose, it, it stops with them. It, it really it, it, it does. starts with that police chief. That police chief has shown us nothing, nothing but an inability to do his job on the most important day. That's right. Whether he did it on purpose because of higher ups told him to do this, or he is just inept, unintelligent, and unfit for the job. We showed it. It's evidence, okay? It's not even debatable. It's unfortunate. So, of course, this man and the Capitol Police are going to come out. 
for the most part and say, well, you know, that's not true. Well, you did have a Capitol policeman go, "Uh uh-uh, it wasn't done right. And that's who Tucker Carlson talked to last night on Fox with the video showing everything going through. And if you're a conservative police officer in the Capitol, you, you no longer have a job. You don't. That's well, that's we saw, true. We saw the theater play out. And that's that's happening all across the country, though, Vic. Remember when the Biden administration said, well, we need to weed out all of the police officers across the country who have supported Trump, who have posted conservative we heard views. That. We haven't heard that recently. No, not yes. recently. But you think it doesn't continue? Oh, the feeling, that's in the our, sentiments there. Yeah, no doubt. No, those programs still exist. They Just because we haven't talked about it lately doesn't mean it's not happening. They told police police chiefs around the country, they told military leaders to weed these people out. If you see your officers posting about Trump, about conservatism, uh, about the American flag. Yeah, but you can't be posting about Joe Biden either, although if you did, your your brothers would be making fun of you. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. It's just a campaign uh, to weed out the conservative police because you know what? When mm-hmm. when things get to that, that firing point, and, and we're getting to that flashpoint soon in this country. They want to make sure the police and the military are on their side and not ours. And the way to do that is to weed weed the conservative ones out. And it's another story. Who knows? Is it this whole Tucker Carlson video getting out as it should? Uh, Democrats don't want to see it. Will something else happen to try to take our, our, our attention away. You know, you still have the stories of Ohio going on, train derailments going on, border stuff going on, which has been insane. Americans dying who, whether they allegedly got lost on, you know, going from Brownsville, Texas into Mexico, whether they did it on purpose, whether there was drugs involved, whether they were really going to get a tummy tuck, all these stories going on. But that January 6th, everything, the only thing, and everything the Democrats have talked about for two years has been what? J6, J6, Trump people are crazy. Trump people, Trump people don't know what they're doing. That's all that's been there. That is it. Not policy. Not what's going to help you. Not what's going to help you make more money. Not what's going to help you live a better life. J6, J6, J6. Because they don't have any quality policies. Well, they it's, a, it's a come. They they're don't. coming after us. That's why they're so J six. Why they have they a J six committee? The video's being shown. No one's going to be happy about the truth because, like I said yesterday, Vic, this is this isn't even about the J sixers. This is about the rest of the country telling us because they know we're the majority that if you come out and you fight for your rights, if you stand up against the government, this is what is going to happen to you. They don't want us to know the truth. Um, they I, want I know. us to be intimidated. It's, it just, where do we go from here? Where do we go from here? Is, are we going to get another dose of Tucker tonight and Democrats continue to come after him? It's no longer up to us where we go from here because the, the, the motions are already in place. You know, the ball is already rolling. Our country is on the very quick path to its demise. And I don't know if there's anything we can do because I think there's going to be so much that happens between now and 2024. It would be easy to say, well, if we get Trump in office, if we get DeSantis in office, or someone else will fix everything, it's probably going to be too late to fix so many things at that point. Well, I finally saw it. I finally saw the first, and I'm sure there's been others, but I saw the first headline, quote, if the Democratic Party doesn't seem 
very excited about the current White House administration running for the presidency again. Could they possibly be looking into their past? And guess who the picture was? Obama and Mrs. Obama. They were together in that picture, and it was a long story. It's all the usual things that you would hear. Oh, they had a successful eight-year run in the office. Michelle Obama is very popular. People in the country like her. Women adore her. They look up to her, quote, fashion, her. And it was all pro, 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 pro. Michelle Obama, if they can't get a strong feeling. And we know Democrats are not voting for Joe Biden again. There's, I mean, the on. Obamas are still give, running things. I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt of having a brain, of being very intelligent. You know, come on, you know Biden hasn't done anything. He hasn't. The White House, it's the worst administration and the worst vice president this country's ever seen on the same team at the same time. The worst thing this country could have. So with that being said, Michelle Obama will never run. I, I know, but in twenty twenty four or twenty twenty eight or ever. Why is that hype being it's, pushed? It's continued because the, the Democrats believe that Obama was the greatest president that ever existed. Well, Biden's making him look pretty damn good. Uh, Biden would make anyone I, well, look good. regardless. But he it is. doesn't matter because Biden is is a talking head. He says all these ridiculous, dumb things. Uh, when they give him the opportunity, but we know he's not running the show. Most likely Obama is still the person in the earpiece. He's still the person uh, making the decisions because we know it's not Biden. Well, people from the chat line still calling Michelle Michael, Michael Obama, not Michelle Obama. And of course we have discussed that so many times in regards to, um, was that the first transgender person in office as Jones Rivers told us? Um, Anyway, they're, they're still t- the last thing Joe Biden and his understudy Kamala need are articles being written by liberal publications, CNN Entertainment, about how great it would be to have. Michelle Obama, I have to be careful with my M words. Michelle. Well, we know it won't be Cammy. It won't be Michelle I don't, do? I'm not completely convinced that Biden will not run again. I think no, it would be a huge mistake a for second, them to do that. Yeah, if there's a second one that they have, of course. But that's why I call them out. Does any of it matter? Um, yeah. You know why it does matter? Because I'm going to use your own argument and debate. Because you have said that if Trump is here, Trump saved the day while he was in office, and he could give us more time and, and if he was elected back. And, and that's course, why I think it does. Well, and of course that part matters. But if they come out and they cheat like they did the last time, and they know this time they're going to have to cheat harder, they're going to have to go to greater lengths to make sure their person is in that seat. But when we know that Biden is not running the show, we know it's someone behind the scenes. So does it, re- does it really matter who sits in that seat? if the same people behind the scenes are running the show. And when we know... Yes, yes, it does. We yes. know no matter who we choose, they're going to fight with everything they have against doesn't it. doesn't matter. Trump being there, if he's your Republican candidate, if Trump is in office, are you kidding me? 100% it will make a difference. Well, of course, but but that's not the point. Of course, if then Trump gets in office... I'm sorry, what, what is That is point? the point. But I'm, my point is that it doesn't matter what Democrat wins. It Just like Biden, did it matter if it was him? What if it was a Cammy that won? What if it was someone else? It, it, it doesn't matter because it's the same folks behind the scenes running the show. And are they ever going to even allow Trump to get that far? Well, how far are they willing to go 
to secure their regime is in place. And that's what it is. It's a regime. It's not an administration. It is a political regime. How far are they willing to go to make sure someone like Trump doesn't unravel all of their policies, all of the destruction they're doing in this country? Well, when it comes to some of the voting, did you hear the story about Eric? Yes. Eric going bye-bye in the state of Missouri, going, this is the voting system, going by in Florida and going bye-bye in West Virginia. Gateway uh, Pundit reporting that, that, um, the, that Jay Ashcroft in the state of Missouri, Secretary of State, has knocked out that system. When, the, when Eric was first put into place, it was supposed to help with elections, but it's an antiquated system. It has not worked out well. For instance, the Gateway Pundit was reporting 4 million residents in the state, I believe it was in the state of Wisconsin, and they have 7 million registered voters. <laughs> 4 million people live there and there are 7 million registered voters. And and not just Wisconsin. You know, this happened all the, across the country. So that's you know, a start. And it's state to state. There are is. still 27 states that use or, quote, rely on Eric. Including St. Charles County, where I live. And I never even knew about Eric. I worked in local news for a long time until I learned about Eric not too long ago. When one Donald J. Trump, when he really pissed me off, when instead of being a man and actually putting his support so that everybody knew exactly who he was supporting in the U.S. Senate seat from the state of Missouri, that Eric Schmidt won handily over Eric Greitens and others, um, he just said, you remember, he's like, my, oh, I, I, I pledge my support for Eric, for Eric. And then, of course, every Eric in the country uh, even females not named Eric who were running for the seat. Thank you. I support. And they made a mockery of it, they just did. like Donald Trump wanted. And that hurt Greitens as well. That it blast. Did. I was so sitting Trump, right here in the airport when it happened. Trump crushed Greitens with that. But then it was brought to my attention. Trump could have been referring to the voting system. People Eric. said that. I don't think what do he, you was. Think he was. I don't think he was voting. I don't think he was referring to the voting system. I, I think that he was just. I, I don't know. It's it's one of the biggest blunders that Trump has ever made, in my opinion. And, and I, you know, I love Trump, but what he did there was wrong. It was a huge blunder, and it really made me think twice about how I feel about Trump. I don't think he was talking about Eric, the voting system, though. But I will tell you that what but you're talking about, Wisconsin, that was happened first, all across the country. But that's the first time I learned of this voting system, oh, Eric. Oh, okay, I see. I got a message, hey, Vic, check out Eric voting system. I was like, what? Like, E-R-I-C. Yeah, when that... And I'm like, oh, so then I looked into it and I was like, mother trucker, this is an old system. And then you see in some states they have more registered voters than people who live there. That's right. Uh, okay. How's that going to work out in an election? How can you have any integrity with any election and any elected officials? Well, Gateway Pundit reporting Missouri, Florida, and West Virginia getting rid of it. Thank God. I'm Florida, Missouri, I can see it. West Virginia, toss-up states. Glad to see that. Uh, when you start to see Eric get eliminated from Minnesota and Wisconsin, then you start to see, okay, maybe, maybe, just maybe there's a way uh, out of this. But those are some key states, of course, it's a start. in the last election. It needs to happen in every state, but it's a it's a start. I like to see some positivity. That's great. Well, because it has to happen. You know, it, whether it will keep them from cheating, I don't know. But we're going to hope that it helps a little bit because, you know, as you know, as most of uh, people listening to the show know, 
that after the election in 2020 took place, when they went back and they did all the forensic audits, there were numerous counties that were overturned. Of course, mm-hmm. at that point, it didn't matter. And the majority of these these counties where the vote was overturned in favor of Trump, they were using the Eric voting, the voting systems. Oh, my God. See, that's... And that's why it that's has why, to go. Well, that's why it's another big... This is why it's a big story. It's a big story. It is a big, big story. Uh, there was an election in St. Louis City yesterday where only 12% showed up to vote. Um, granted, yes, <laughs> it's good to show... But it wasn't a massive and election. No, it just, and no. But, 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 we have to be honest. I mean, if we're like, your vote matters, should you be vo- voting every time you get a chance to? I think in local because elections, Because you can yes. get beat, you can get beat down. That's right. Is what I'm, and it's like, oh, well, I don't need to vote. And then it's that slippery slope. So it's like, man, I want to say, oh, well, it wasn't anything important. But it's like, damn, 12%, that's, why even have an election? Those local elections are the most important because last <clears throat> night was the vote for, I know, the alderman. Yeah, very, very, Our very, very own Cedric Redman was was in that election. I don't know how well he fared. I haven't seen no, the I results yet. I didn't know that he was in. I didn't I think that he I thought he was running this time. Yeah, he was running. Oh, okay. But I didn't think that he, I, I didn't think that he won. I don't know. I didn't, I've, I've not seen any of the results, but I'll tell you what, 12, did you say 12%? 12% vote That's in the so city sad. last night. That's so sad. And, and of, of course, did you see the big shooting that took place in Soulard last night? No. Oh, <laughs> I bet a lot of those folks wish they were out voting because there was a huge, huge gun battle in Soulard last night. Hundreds of rounds apparently no- fired back and forth and they caught it all on video on someone's cam. Yeah, but I didn't think, but nobody was killed last night. No one was killed. That's, no. a, that's a positive. But there were many. <laughs> Come on, we got to start with the positive there, Tim. I guess, but nope. there was a lot of vehicles. Everybody's, a lot of vehicles hurt. No, it is scary. A lot I mean, of injured vehicles. Well, we've talked about, and that's a separate t- subject. We talk about South St. Louis. <laughs> it, it's not safe. It isn't. Anything well, you have can to happen get out in votes. at any point in time. Uh, this is cancel this, cancel this show.com, of course. Uh, that was a massive topic, which we were just talking about what's been happening with all the J6 video. Um, Tucker Carlson, of course, um, ripping Trump in text, but his words were taken out of context, allegedly. I don't think he likes them. I really don't. I don't but know. But regardless, I don't know. Regardless, that's some of the things that were happening. Also, um, if we could go to canceltheshow.com, you can promote us always. Um, hey, Kathy, as you're getting set up over there, because you can, you're not on camera yet, can you get your? Can we lift your chair up a little higher? We want to make sure you look good. I know you're a small lady, but we wanted to make sure we get you up there in front of that. Does it go higher? So go to, oh yeah, canceltheshow.com. Once again, canceltheshow.com. Like, subscribe, uh, share everything that's happening with our show all across the platforms, whatever platform you decide. Of course, you can watch us live Monday through Friday, 8 to 10 a.m. Central. But then, of course, you can watch us anytime because we're recorded on video. And of course, if you're a podcast person that likes the audio, you like to take it with you, you can do that as well. You can go to canceltheshow.com. Once again, it's simple. Canceltheshow.com. Canceltheshow.com. You can find all of your platforms to go on there. And of course, check out our partners page. This is so important when you talk about checking out the partners page, because these are the advertisers, the companies that have partnered with us. So if you're looking for some of those products, we want you to go ahead and check out the partners page. It continues to grow. If you need any repeat any of those products, jump on, check out the partners page, uh, canceltheshow.com, and we'll get to that. One of the partners who we have coming in and talking to us every week, our favorite, Kathy Helbig-Strict of 
Experience Real Estate Partners. Expect to be moved. 314-276-SOLD. 314-276-SOLD. And Kathy, before we get started today, Tabitha, and I know you have your topic. Tabitha's <laughs> like, Vic, I got to talk to Tabitha. I do. It's why I you have to do. have an experienced okay. real estate agent. <laughs> Bring it on, Tabitha. Uh, Kathy, I, first of all, you look absolutely beautiful in that pink. Thank you. As you always you. do, of course. It's so, it's so drab outside. I thought I'd I, bring some sunshine to your studio. You know, my today. grandma always said that. She said, when there's the sun, yep. when the sun's not shining outside, let it shine from within. That's right. That's but right. you look fantastic Thank in that pretty you. pink. You know, we, uh, my family, as you know, has a lot of real estate dealings going on at <laughs> yes. all different times. And we do, we do use agents. Mm-hmm. And thank God we had an agent in this situation. And really what I wanted to talk about is the fact that you explained these strange situations that can happen. Yes. And they, they don't happen often, but when nope. they do happen, how necessary it is that you have not only an agent, but a really good agent. Yes. Working on your behalf. <laughs> My family, we had a, a we, we sold one property mm-hmm. to buy another. Okay. Okay, so one property closed uh, one day, Mm -hmm. and then the other property was supposed to close four days later. Correct. And so we were very close between selling and buying. And then we found out on Friday that the closing that we have on the property we're buying is not going to go through because when they did the title search, Mm. they found out the seller is not the only person who owns the title, the Mm -hmm. home. That's right. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, everything's, you know, we sold a house to buy this house yep. and now it's not going to go through. Right. What what do you typically tell your buyers in that situation? Is there any recourse? And I'm assuming there's mm-hmm. not there's not. Well, there is recourse if they're in their time frames of the contract that they were buying <clears throat> to make a claim on the title. So you're supposed to be able to get clear title. They, yes. The, the seller physically cannot sell you the, you can't buy the property no matter what you want to do. So there's nothing you can do. If the seller, if the title company didn't pull title in time and do the search and find out that they have to go find this other person, the other person might be deceased. Like it can take a minute. Then potentially, of course, you're going to have to, there he is. You're going to have to uh, get legal advice, but potentially there could be a claim for damages or loss for you, for your family, because you're going to have to go find something else right now. Maybe you still want to buy that property. They might be able to clear it up. Correct. Relatively quickly. So if you still want to buy the property, now they got to go rent something, do temporary housing for a minute. You can add all that up before you even involve attorneys, go back and say, Hey, listen, seller and seller agent, um, this is costing us six thousand dollars to move temporarily into a residence in for the next whatever however long we want you to cover that we want you to reimburse that for us so i would start there with those conversations and just make sure that your your family's not out of pocket for anything um but then you know going as far as saying uh you know filing a lawsuit if you had to if it was something significant you would just need to make sure you're within your time frames and that type of thing. How do you feel, Tabitha? Good advice? I, it, uh, I always <laughs> count on Kathy for the best <laughs> advice. Yeah. But in, in my next question, how often does something like this happen? Not often, but on occasion. Yeah. You know, so that's what title insurance is, is all about. Um, and so some people pull title ahead of time before they sell a house. Most don't. Um, typically the seller should know who's on title, but if it was an inheritance or something like that, um, that's another thing is like, how long have they owned the property? Because if they bought it not too far ago and they didn't catch that 
if this is an old owner from like 20 years ago, 50 years ago, that's still on there, that's a title claim to go back on the title company that did their closing because that type of thing should have been discovered. Yeah, and, and in this particular case, the the seller that it was at, it originally was two sellers that were on the title. One seller passed away, mm-hmm. and so the other seller in the in the mean meantime, and the other seller thought, well, she still had the ability to sell the home, mm. but it turns out the other seller on the account had errors. Yes. So that makes it a tricky situation. Yes, it sure does. Kathy, sure we appreciate does. you uh, mm-hmm. having your session yes. with Tabitha. No problem. Yeah, I really. appreciate that. Uh, Charge I'll pay you that. afterwards. <laughs> yeah. exactly. Kathy's starting a new series <laughs> today on how to win offers for yes. your buyers as the spring competition eats up. I just like the last part of that. As the, As spring, the spring competition heats up, I that's love me, to that's hear that. That's me speaking mm-hmm. in faith. Okay, <laughs> right all right, we no. got. So what's no, it's going coming. on? I mean, it's coming. We're st- we're st- we've seen it on nice houses anyway, but um, you know the market is still slowly coming to life in the spring. We've got it between uh, coming soon's and new listings this last week in St. Louis. We've got about five hundred and seventy new houses in the last week, or that's coming for buyers to look at. So. Um, you know, we're hearing that rates are probably going to tick up a little bit more. So we're going to see if that affects the buyers out the gate in the spring. But right now, um, you know, you need to get ready to, to compete because the nice houses are still escalating in prices yeah. and there's still a line out the door for some of them. A lot of people, are you going to see people this spring that just can't afford the house they want, but they might have been able to afford it two years ago and they're like, I still want the house. And you're like, do you ever say, no, you, you can't afford it anymore? Well, yeah, I mean, obviously that's what their lenders are, are for is to decide what they can afford or not afford. But, um, you know, we still think there's there's just the inventory is just so lacking that yeah. it doesn't matter if there's some buyers sitting on the sidelines. There's still a ton of buyers that are looking to buy. We just went and did a um, new construction uh, field trip type tour with our team earlier this week. And the several builders that we stopped in on all said their prices are going up. Mm-hmm. So we're not looking at a decline. There's not... A housing yeah. bubble that's going to happen, you know, right now, it's just there's still so much supply and demand issues that even the rates, because of the time of the year, we're still going to, we'll see some people sit on the sidelines, but we're definitely going to see buyers out there. So if you're that buyer that's looking to win, you know, there's a lot of things that you can do, but this is why it's so important to align yourself with an expert that is an expert in this type of market. Yeah. So with that being said, the easy one that people have heard about for years is called the escalation clause. I don't know if you guys, any of you guys have sold no. a house or in, oh, during yeah. this period. During Not in this, this, period. this period. So the escalation clause is a way to say, I'm going to put my offer in at X, but I'll agree to go up to Y as long as we don't go past Z. That, but that means <laughs> so, nothing these days, doesn't it? It's mm-hmm. like 50 offers on a house now. I mean, right. right? So so that's where you have to get even more strategic than just doing an escalation clause. You have to be strategic with your escalation clause. And that's where mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. fall short. I see all the time. That's why it's so important to have someone like you. Because well, so guess what? Important. We did just sell a house. Right. No one even told us there wasn't anything called an escalation yes. Yes. clause. And yes. we had multiple offers. And had we known that, that yeah. might have made a big difference. Yeah. How do they so, do the bidding process? Is that a sealed bid? Or is no. it, it seems like it could get, um, what, fair housing laws would be? Mm-hmm. Like, let's say two people vote, um, mm-hmm. one, 50 people are uh, bidding on a house. 
and 10 of them have the exact same price, same mm-hmm. the same bid, the same offer. Mm-hmm. How do you choose between the 10 who gets the, the house? So as a, as a licensed realtor, you are obligated to present all offers, mm-hmm. no matter what, in, in a reasonable time. So we, we tell the seller, here's everything that we're looking at, lay them all out. They, of course, want our opinion. When you're overwhelmed, sometimes we're talking 30 to 50 contracts. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. overwhelming for a seller. Right. So they're looking to our experience and advice to say, help me narrow this down, right? right. So then we kind of, a, a good agent should go through each one so that you are definitely presenting each one. Here's what this one has. Here's what this one has. Now, here's out of these, these are the red flags that if it were me, I would look at. And so then that starts to narrow down the process. Mm-hmm. Now we've got those 10 in front of us. I usually try to get it down to mm-hmm. 10, then from 10 to 5. Mm-hmm. And out of that, price isn't always the, the number one factor. So you've to me, it's stickiness. Price, terms, and stickiness. Mm-hmm. So is it going to really close? Because what we started seeing when the market got really crazy is that Buyers were going nuts. Yeah. So they would be like, okay, you know, I'm going to $100,000 over asking price on like a $400,000 house, which is a really, really great offer. Everybody else might have been coming in at like 50, 60 over, but you got the one guy that came in at 100 called the outlier. So what we started seeing is sometimes those outliers had lost so many times before that they started getting strategic on their own side and going, hey, I'm going to come in with this crazy number so I make sure my foot's in the door. Yeah. Like I am getting the getting chosen. Right. But then the rest of their terms gives them some ability to come back in and basically renegotiate their contract. As a seller, that is so frustrating and disappointing and maddening. Mm-hmm. So then you get into these battles between the two, and a lot of times what? those deals blow up, and then now the seller's scrambling to go back and go, hey, everybody else that was fighting over my house, come back, come back, yeah. which is not a great place for is the seller. Is it okay for someone like Vic to come and lobby you? Say, I just put an offer in. I really want this. Can I take you to dinner? I mean, is, is, is that as ever the agent ha- or as the seller? Well, as the agent, really, isn't it more you? It's, it's unethical, right? It's, it is be, it, un- it be is unethical? It? I guess. Well, I mean, no. I mean, I, but I, I know the point for Here, apartment complexes. I does know it this. happen? Absolutely. Yes, it, it does. I mean, you get cookies. You can get flour. Like, yeah, we need do. something more <laughs> than happens. cookies and flowers. <laughs> but, yeah. but Kathy, can't a, can't a seller? Dear God. But say, ultimately, as an agent, your fiduciary duty is to advise the seller into their best interest, not because I like Toll House chocolate chip cookies with nuts. <laughs> no <Okay>. bribes. <laughs> <laughs> but Kat, you got. I mean, seriously, um, our mutual friend Steve said that he just had an agent fifty-two offers on the same house. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that what crazy? the hell? Crazy. Yeah. So going back to the escalation clauses, um, what you need to do, but you know, I'll talk to both sides as a buyer, not only are you coming in with your best price, you need to assume that there's going to be 10 other people with that exact same price. So then what else does your offer look like? How can you come in with some other contingencies and things? But here's what one of the big mistakes I saw people making. They would come in lower or at list price with their initial offer. So yeah. on the sales contract page, once as your purchase price offer is X, they would make that offer. And then they would go, but we'll escalate up to $50,000 higher than the, the another offer that's higher than, let's say the house is three fifty. Right. So we're going to offer three fifty. We'll escalate up to $4,000 provided there's another offer that's higher than mine. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. You have to show the offer and that type of thing, too. It has to be a bona fide offer. It has to be more than arm's length. You can't have your brother write a contract type thing. Right. So, so what happens is somebody else comes in at 350 also, and now everybody's escalation clauses start looking the exact same. Yeah. Oh. See? So you almost start canceling each other out yeah. a little bit because one's got to bump the other one up, and then that one's going to bump this yeah, one but up. Once the buyer gets, once they're in the ballpark, isn't it like, I mean, I can't imagine it being too long where they just go eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Get that. There you go. Take that one. Sometimes. But then we got to go back and look at the nitty gritty. What are the inspection days? What are the terms on the inspection? What are the areas in the contract that the buyer can then change their mind? Because you, it's, it's hard when you had all these people that want it and you pick the one that gets squirrely two weeks later and you're just like, oh, oh yeah, but you don't know what that. did I do? And, you know. and, and uh, is mortgages some, I mean, yes. at some point you had to get the mortgage too, Yes, right? 100%. Who's mm-hmm. doing the work? So we started like calling the loan office and be like, hey, I want to talk to you. <laughs> I want your I want your buyer mm-hmm. to give permission for me as the listing agent to call your loan officer and basically rake them over the coals and find yeah. out what is happening with this buyer. How do, do you know him personally? Like what what can you tell me? Because a lot of times, like we talked about pre approval letters last week, I think it was. Yep. Sometimes they're not worth the paper that they're written on. So you've got to not only come in with a higher initial price, you've got to figure out what your ceiling is on the escalation. You have to figure out your other contingencies. I would say shorten the time frames. Yeah. That's a huge, huge tip. If you're not going to peel them off completely, shorten them as much as you can. Um, and then as far as like sellers, <laughs> make sure that you are investigating, like ask questions, have your listing agent talk to the buyer agent. As much communication between the two parties before you accept an offer you're going to be in a lot better position because sometimes you learn something that you're like, oh, wait a minute, it's a red flag, just through communication. So you right. need to make sure you open those lines of communication yeah. up between both the agents. Where in St. Charles is, is uh, do you like? I mean, where are some bargains? Give us, because <laughs> nobody's listening, don't worry. Where, where, where are the bargains right now? If you were like, let's go for a ride, where would you take them? I got some, I got a, somebody called me yesterday. I was trying to unload a cool house in Cool Valley. That's Where's probably, cool? Where's that's cool probably a good deal. Not <laughs> say Charles. Eric, you need to hire her as your agent. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. go. And then after you do that, you need to hire her upcoming yeah. real estate class that she's going to be that's doing. That's right. Online teaching people how to become real estate teaching agents. Okay. How to be agents. You, Where's you know, Cool Valley? West. Cool Valley is like <laughs> Belfast, uh, uh, is that Ferguson, oh. kind of West Florissant that, that area. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just trying to find a buyer from this house. Yeah. Guys, come on. Um, no, there's, there's, you have an I account mean, St. Charles there. is popping. Yeah, St. Charles is popping. I know. So. Of course it <laughs> Sorry. is. There's, where where there's is there in St. Charles? There's and there, we were at those builders in St. Charles that said their prices are going up. So is that there means any place like on, I don't know, is there like a, if you go down to the uh, the Katy Trail area mm-hmm. in that area? Or is there any, any, the farther anything. rural you get, yeah. the little bit better deal you're going to get. But even the rural is starting to really yeah, pick unless, up in value. Unless they have a high speed rail, I don't want to live all the way out in well, Warrington. Then you buck it up. Oh. <laughs> But I did see somebody post the other day a gorgeous barnuminium. And the price was between four and Tabitha, five. Here we go. Four and five hundred thousand. I'm sending you that. Send link. it to me. It's please. Gorgeous. Where was the bar, it, where, where, where was, was the barnuminium? They're building out far St. Charles County, like Lincoln. They're building it or that's there. They have the plans for it. That's the only place they allow barnuminiums, yes. isn't it? West St. Charles well, County. One of them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> did you see it? 
it, when it, it comes, has rooms for pigs and cows. <laughs> yeah. Before you get out of here, I've got to ask you about a sale that just Absolutely. took place. But we want to make sure that you've gotten all of your 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 little. For now, dots. we're going to have a little series on tips. For okay, women. I love it. Mm-hmm. All right. Can we can we throw something else at you then? Yeah, absolutely, I love it. Okay, you didn't sell the seven point five acre estate in Ladue that just the sold for Terminator thir- estate. That sold. Oh, for- did it finally sell? <laughs> it finally sold for, for thirteen million. I thought they, million dollars. Didn't they pay like thirty million for it or something along those lines? Uh, it's the largest. I think they tried. Is it the largest tried sale? To, tried to sell like for twenty something. in the okay. St. Louis area. Thirteen it's million. One of the highest. Yes. So it is um, a beautiful really? home. Yeah, and then then it was then it was uh, under divorce thing, and yes. then I think. He ended up buying her out, and correct, and yeah. So it was built in 2014. Yes, man, that's yes. slumming it in LA. Yeah, 13 million. <laughs> Lake, gazebo, marble fountains, yeah, gated circle wash. driveways, tiered uh-huh. patios, terraces, and more. The, the, um, the garage was crazy, and the garage had oh, its own I car wash. I'm <laughs> reading the specs: 27,000 square foot main. Yeah. What can you do with that? Isn't How that many crazy? people do you have to have in that's your family? Crazy. That's yeah. a, little, a little over the top. <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah. What are you going to do with that kind of money? I, unless you are going to have so many parties <laughs> with so many sleepovers. Yeah. I actually oh. had a buyer that was thinking about that the first time it was on the market. But then What was said, the price then? I want to say it was like 20 I know. it was. Yeah, it was definitely it was in that, in that 20, mm-hmm. 20 range or <clears throat> yeah. almost 30. Because yeah. I remember... When because I know the person who lives in that house, yeah, and I remember thinking about that, like, mm-hmm. holy cow, that's insane. You know what? Yes, you do too. You do too. I do. We all do. Yes. Well, you do. Mark Bolger. It was Mark Bolger. No, it wasn't Mark. And we've talked about this house. We've talked about him on the Bolger's show before. House? I tried to say, yeah, I tried to sell Bolger's house. You did, too. and we had a fraud on it. It was crazy. What? It was six. Yeah, it was former six and Rams million, quarterback. Yeah, and there was this buyer that came in and claimed he was interesting. Claimed he was part of bringing in the MLS soccer. Mm-hmm. This was a few years ago, yeah. and um, doing something with bonds or something like he had all these people fooled in St. Louis, like like smart people fooled yeah. in St. Louis. And Steve, Steve over there in the corner is like, this guy's full of shit. And I was like, I, know, I'm start- <laughs> I love it. I'm starting to feel like this is not real. Yeah. It was another agent. It was a brand new agent, so I was helping her out. And uh, he, we went, we went over and showed Mark's house like three or four times. We're there for a couple mm-hmm. hours at a time, and yeah. he flew in to meet us and all that kind of stuff. And then it turned out. The guy was a complete fraud living in his mom's house in Belleville in the yeah. basement. Oh, my God. Had no money. He never drove to the property. He always had the agent pick him up wow. like at Starbucks because he Stop drove it. like a, a Nissan Altima or something. And, oh, it was it was bad. He fooled so many people. It was Psych. But can luckily, you- <laughs> we didn't go on the contract. Yeah. Can you guys <laughs> see right. Can you see through that? Can you see through stuff? Sometimes. It's hard. I've, I've had, in 26 years, I've had about six six or seven just flat out fraud people that you really kind of go, I don't even know what your end game is. Yeah. Like I don't get it. They just, they drag everybody through the process. And and a lot of times they're not alone. It's two people. So then you're like, you got two crazy people, (laughs) not just one crazy person. It's really interesting. But this is the picture, by the way, we're talking, this is the yeah, picture of that it. $13 million. Talking with Kathy Helbig Strick. Yep. The best of the business, 314 276 sold. 314 276 sold. As you have heard before, Kathy here, or if you haven't, or if you know somebody anywhere, give them a call, 314 276 sold. If you have any sort of a question, yep. if you're ready, not ready, whatever, start getting ready or make your move now. Tabitha started the segment talking about how she. Needed a very yes. good agent to get her and through that situation. And I can connect situation. anybody in the United States to a great agent like can us. We, 
in your area. So be sure to Scott. Can I see that picture again? Because yeah. that was my situation. Yeah. Is, is it was not in this yeah. area. I I'm better at finding the person right. than than the layman. Right. So it's much easier to say, hey, find me the the best agent I should work with in Boise, Idaho, or whatever it is. And then if I don't know them personally, I will find the agents and connect you with them based on my criteria, what I think you should be working with. Have you been inside that house? I was asking Scott to put it. Have you seen that house? I didn't get to go inside. I took the virtual tour of it, but my buyer that was thinking about it a couple years ago ended up saying, eh, too much money in St. Louis and didn't do it. Is there still that house in St. Charles County? Listed for twenty you, million. Scott. I think it's sold too. Did it sell really? Yeah, not for that price. Though. Oh, well, I assume. But that was a, an amazing yeah, property. Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm ninety percent sure it sold. I'll have to double check that. Yeah, that was beautiful. We could call that. We could all go in together and call that the cancel this house if it's still up. There, there. you go. We yeah. can make it the cancel this content house. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I've got people Love emailing it. me about Barnuminiums now. Every time I, <laughs> every should. time we do this, I'm gonna send you. you. Am I your? You need to be my Facebook friend so I can send you that. Link. Do it. But right. I'll tell you what. Here's the thing: is there's a realtor that was listening to our show last week, mm-hmm. or maybe the week before, and they 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 want to put together an idea of how much it does actually cost yeah. from start to yeah. finish. Well, I, I talked to this builder and asked I know, him, and they're like, yeah. well, so for $500,000 yeah. land, barn dominium build out, and, yep. you're, and you're, now you're not competing with $700,000. <laughs> Come on, Vic. Yep. <laughs> but now, Kathy, when, you, when it comes to barn dominium uh-huh. so, sales, yes. that is completely not your realm, correct? Well, it's not anybody's realm it's yet no in St. Louis because it hasn't been a thing. It's but like it's, flying cars are nobody's well, realm Well, and yet. the same thing with lending. I hear you have <laughs> to go it, to it special can lenders. Be thing because here's the deal. It's still construction. Right. It's still land. You acquire land. You do a construction loan or whatever. Yeah. I don't know what the requirements are for Burnham Minium loans. I looked we it up look over the weekend, yeah, what, okay. what is well, it? <laughs> so you know what it is? It's a showroom full of blueprints. Mm-hmm. Ah, you walk into you walk into experienced real estate mm-hmm. partners, there and there's a room, Vic, and it's just it's all it is is monitors with barn dominiums. You just hit the buttons. You're like, I like this one, I like this one, <laughs> and then you hit download, and for twenty five hundred bucks, the print comes out, and you go, all there right. you go, let's rock there and roll this. Eric, let's I, do it. Come on, Vic. You know what's funny though? And what? I got a room. You got a monitor. Ty- <laughs> <laughs> we'll put kiosk in there. There you, you go. Have all these, you'll have all these young urban professionals walking and just, in just your, design your home right until yes. a big tornado hits Missouri. Yeah. And all exactly. Eric's barndominiums are gone. No, exactly. no, 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 no. Tell, hey, they were t- being sued, Eric. For, Look, for having people build barndominiums. I know that you guys isn't are, there like a childhood golden book? You guys are laughing at me now. Are tiny homes seriously growing? I saw yeah. an ad this yeah. last week. Yeah. where young. Kids can purchase mm-hmm. them very inexpensive, sure. pay like $300 yeah, a it's month, called a tent. and you're actually gaining equity in something. Yeah. You Okay. Yeah, but yeah. you can buy them from Home Depot. Yes. Yeah. It's like, I don't like the pop-up house. Not as good, but... <laughs> I Seriously, you unfold it and... No, that's in me. Vegas. That's something different. That's the one in Vegas. Yeah, yeah, the ones we bought. So we, we work with, what's the name of the veteran? Veterans Community Project <clears throat> um, and build tiny houses for veterans. In St. Louis City, homeless veterans, and they're about fifty thousand dollars a piece for what we are doing. That's the project cool. Yes, community. It yeah, it's really cool. That is alternative awesome. housing is so popular for a lot of people. Not maybe yes. in St. Louis so much, but over all over the country in L.A. and Seattle, they like this alternative. They don't have to go and do buy something that was built in 1960 and then renovate. Mm-hmm. They love this thing where they get a little bit of land 
They can plop down whatever it yeah. is that they want and they can raise a family. It's kind of crazy. What's I just going saw on. something come through my feed the other day that was um, a, a house that Sears used to sell. I, oh, I remember I know that. exactly you that? what you're and talking they, about. And they trucked it in on the railroad. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> and when you look sometimes like <laughs> I do, it I'm, looks like a Maplewood house. It does. I was just yeah. going to see. <laughs> you see those houses out there, and I'll see yeah. it. I said, oh, that's that Sears <laughs> Roebuck house. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. No, I love it. Never know what you're going to learn when Kathy comes in studio. <laughs> Kathy, thanks for your time today. Kathy Helbig Strict, Experience Real Estate Partners, as always, expect to be moved. 314-276-SOLD. 314-276-SOLD. When you call the office for anything, uh, let them know that you saw Kathy here, that you like her segments yes. on Cancel This. It helps them know as well as they spend the time, uh, the effort, and everything else with us for CancelThisShow.com. Kathy, Steve, appreciate it. Have fun, guys. Thanks, guys. We'll talk to you I later. I got so many other questions. Of we, course you do. We got to do cocktails. You need yes. your Eric needs his own separate Kathy <laughs> show. No, exactly, he is. But the other thing about it, <laughs> Kathy is. We're, you're gonna teach real estate. You're gonna have courses online. I love teaching. You're gonna teach. Well, <sighs> we'll record it for you. You'll record it for yourself. All right, Man, there you, you go. What. Of I'll course you, you do. It's so. It, the, the market's crazy right now, people. It is crazy. If you want something, it you, is. you better have. You better have just. And you remember when you had business cards in your in your pocket? You better have contracts in your pocket now. Just throwing contracts out. You have to be. You know, I've been going through this process, Eric. You know, for the past several months, I probably know every single house as it hits the market. And I'll tell you, there is not a lot out there. I have all these saved searches. So anytime something new hits, it pops up on my phone. It, there's very, very little out there. And, and what is out there is you look at the history mm-hmm. and you see where, you know, maybe a year ago, two years ago, it was two dollars $300,000 less than what it is now. Yeah. It's like the prices have gone through the roof. And, you know, we, I don't, we were going to talk about this yesterday, Vic, and we never got around to it. But I read an article, and I don't know anything about lending. I don't know anything about that side of homes where it said that 99%, I believe it was 99% of homes were bought below whatever the PPMS I is. I don't that. even know what Man, the P- you just, my eyes glossed I, I, I don't even know, know what the PPMMS is. Well, you think I'm going to know? I don't even know what that means. no idea what you're talking about. But that's the problem with this whole industry. But the person who sent, well, that's why we need a lender to talk to us. But the person who sent that to me said, this is going to create such a log jam in the housing market, but I have, I don't even know what P, I, don't, I think it was PMMS. I don't even know what that means. It's a no document. Comment. It's a document saying your house <laughs> is haunted. None of us have any I'm not talking idea. about your PMS. Anyway. I know. I don't have PMS. Anyway. I don't even have not a uterus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm more concerned with the Federal Reserve <laughs> and Chair Jerome Powell coming out yesterday. Of course, interest rates. Uh, yeah, we think they're probably going to go up higher than what we initially thought. Uh, you think? Because anybody with half a brain saw this coming when you do what you've done to our economy and the Biden administration has done in regards to everything because of high inflation. I think we're going to see rates over 7%. Oh, you th- that's, that's I think so, generous. too. I think, I think it's going to be let me, absolutely Let me, let me be honest with you. When, when, the, when the housing market was killing, when it was kicking like a chicken back in 2007, the, the uh, mortgages were like 8.59%. And that yep. was nothing. Yep. That was like, now nah, that's fine. But the housing, but the housing prices weren't overinflated, right? So you could buy a house pretty affordable, but the only problem is, is you were putting that nine, eight point five percent mortgage on it. Now, there's no way it's coming back down to two point five. 
And like Vic said, it's going to be 7%. And like, uh, and like our friend Kathy said, housing prices are through the damn roof. Oh, my God. I had they a beautiful Lizzie. And there's nothing even Lizzie there. and I had a beautiful house on the lake. We, not, not at the same time. But, but Lizzie and I had the same house. The haunted house. Right. And at one time, this beautiful house, it was owned by a celebrity. It might have been one of the biggest houses in St. Peter's for a second. That house probably back in 2007 would have sold for maybe $185,000. That same house today can sell for $450,000. Oh, it, does, it doesn't surprise me. And that's not that long ago. Think about that for a second. That's just, it's, that's what people want. They want area. They want the house to be semi-nice. And they, they're, they're willing to pay for it. And it, and it depends on the area. Because like I said, I seriously look at every single house that hits the, mar- uh, the market in the entire state of Missouri. And there are still some areas that are economically disadvantaged where houses, I saw a house listed the other day for $1. I mean, so there, there are still Do you remember when you told me about the blighting situation down in St. Louis? Remember when you said, oh, that can't be St. Louis. Remember that? I don't. Remember when I said $200,000 for a piece of garbage down yep. And, and Tabitha said, oh, no, that's not I St. said Louis. the opposite of that. I said the houses in the city of St. Louis are selling for $300,000, $400,000. These little A-frame houses, these little Tudor-looking houses, the prices in parts of the city are continuing to rise. It just depends, depends on, on the what part. part of the city. Yes. And then, Eric, it's... in North St. Louis, Louis, I saw a house listed the other day for what, literally $1. If you pay $1, you can buy this house. And it was like a six-bedroom you know, three-story oh house. It, it just depends on the part of the Did city. Did you hear what Trump wants to do? What? I didn't... You didn't hear his... Pro- oh, his latest yeah, 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 yeah. What was it? Yeah, he was talking about making the houses look... Um, no, so so well, Trump is coming out. So the way that Trump works is that you he doesn't get in an all-out fist fight with you. He comes up with ideas. So one of his ideas is to develop flying cars. That was number one. That's not what I heard. Okay, something. well, there's another one, using federal land to build cities. Not going into urban areas, not going into Philadelphia or St. Louis, Chicago or whatever, saying, screw them, they're dead. <laughs> but using federal land to actually build cities that you can walk to that are like Newtown, huge Newtowns all over the that place. That will never happen. I, it's a great idea. I'm not saying it's, it's not a good idea. idea. It's a great idea using federal land. I agree. Bl- it would be it. fantastic, but it'll never, it'll never, they will assassinate him before they allow him to do that. Because you know what our government is doing instead? <laughs> they are buying and confiscating illegally. They are illegally confiscating land from <clears throat> ranchers and other people across this country to make it federal land. So you know why? So they can go and mine it for their its natural resources. Mm-hmm. Our government I've is, heard some situations they are of that stripping happening. homeowners, rightful homeowners, Look, ranchers of their land, to turn it into federal. They're not gonna give it back that, to the people. That's twenty four months in the making right there. That is if 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 a Republican administration comes, that can get changed. But the Why thing, don't we plant fruit trees on every corner so homeless people can eat? So that we can all have free food. Why doesn't the government do that? Because they don't they want to control our food source, I right? Think the, I think the point was this. Remember when Vegas was just a plot of land in the desert and then uh, the mafia went out there and started building? And look what happened. I think that that's what he's saying. He says, man, make these seated communities to where it's not ruled by these liberal idiots that are destroying everything. It's a great idea. I think He's it's trying. a very good, yes. it's an interesting idea, at least. No, they will he, never allow it to happen. How many new towns can you build from here to, to California? Maybe if he's in office, we could do something like that. Hey, this is cancel this, cancel this show.com. Once again, cancel this show.com. 
Quick break. We come back. We talk about something that's happening. Oh, yeah, Fairfax, Virginia. Back at it again. Just wait till you hear what their school district sent home with eighth graders. If you're white and Asian, you're going to be really pissed. That's right, white and Asian. You'll be really pissed about what's happening because it continues to happen over and over and over again. We talk about the school stuff. And, Eric, also what Chinese and uh, charter schools have in common. Just wait to hear that. There's your tease. I'll tell you about that. That's going to piss you off, too. Good. And ready to be mad. It's only Wednesday. The state of Iowa coming in. They're passing a bill through their legislation now. If you're a college and you go woke, you're going to go broke. You're not going to get funding. I love it. Love it. Love it. Love, love it. Love it. I know. It's not even that controversial. Yeah. Well, I. That's what I say. We're not. I mean, what's it's here. like? It's like if you breathe, you'll stay alive. Okay. I and, mean, where's the story? And Andrew Bailey, Missouri's Attorney General, making news yesterday regarding uh, Missouri SAPA Act was ruled by a judge yesterday as unconstitutional. He's fighting against it. This gets in to police officers not being able to enforce federal laws when it comes to guns. Um, we'll, we'll explain it. We'll break it down. It's cancel this, cancel the show.com. Scotty Gerken on the boards. Lizzie Sparks on the chat line, social media. Eric Johnson, Tab of the Hassle. I'm Vic Faust, back with more in about two minutes. Yeah. Carroll House has the largest selection of solid wood with the hottest new styles, real furniture that's built to last. Like our solid bedrooms, living rooms, and dining from Kincaid. Our volume enables us to save you a lot of money, especially during our solid wood sale. Plus, get free financing, fast free delivery, and free in-home design. So for solid wood, sweet styles, and solid service since 1964, shop over three football fields of furniture at Carroll House. Because you like nice things. White Glove Exotic Services is St. Louis's first concierge vehicle service center. Alex David's team is passionate, certified technicians. They have industry-leading tools and equipment. They do it all. They pick up and deliver your car hands-free. Plus, they have elite detailing service, customized PPF wraps and tenting, and inspection and titling assistance. White Glove also specializes in logistics and storing options, vehicle listings, and consignment. White Glove Exotic Services, check them out at CancelThisShow.com. Kathy O. Big Strick, owner of Experience Real Estate Partners with EXP, has been one of St. Louis, Missouri's highest selling groups for 26 years running. In that time, Kathy and her team have successfully assisted an incredible 4,000 families. So if you're thinking about buying, building, or selling, be sure to put Kathy's group and their experience to work for you, and you can expect to be moved. Just give her a call at 314 276 sold. That's 314 276 7653 or Find her online at experience-re.com. Winties in the Chesterfield Valley, if you don't know, is a family-owned business that has been around since 1994, serving some of the best chicken wings in town, no joke. Also known for their fresh burgers, pizza, and incredible smoked meat. Top-notch happy hour specials are included, plus live music every Friday and Saturday. Oh yeah, you can also enjoy their spacious heated covered patio. It's Winties in the Chesterfield Valley, 18,000 Chesterfield Airport Road. Hey guys, this is Dr. Mahesh Bagwe. I'm an orthopedic surgeon here in St. Louis for over the last 20 years. I went to Washington University. I got my medical degree at St. Louis University. From local athletes to injured workers and even Cardinal baseball players, I've treated them all. Our practice strives to personalize care with every new patient being seen by me. To find me, contact my staff at drbagwe.com. D-R-B-A-G-W-E.com. Hopefully you don't need me, but if you do, you can find me now. 
And welcome back to Cancel This, CancelThisShow.com. We appreciate you jumping in, as always, Monday through Friday, 8 to 10 a.m. Central Live, national show with the basis of St. Louis as well. Scotty Gherkin on the boards. Lizzie Sparks got your comments going on the chat line. Eric Johnson, Tab of the Hassle. I'm Vic Faust. News, news headlines, politics, society, cancel culture. You have something? Let us know. We'll get into that as well. We're going to talk more about some uh, politics and local elections and why it's so important to get involved. Uh, Tomorrow, we're going to talk with a business owner, Emily Swift out of the St. Louis area, insurance owner who's now running for office. She's like, you know what? I've had it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go try to make a difference. And sometimes that's what it takes. You've got to go out and do that. Coming up on Friday, Troy Taylor from American Hauntings, part of our subject on Friday for Paranormal Friday, Conspiracy Friday, Free for All Friday. That'll be in the 8 o'clock hour as well. Of course, you can always watch us live. But then, of course, everything's taped on video and audio as soon as the show ends. It's this easy. Tell people about us. All you have to do is go to canceltheshow.com. How do I find you? How do I listen? How do I watch? Cancelthisshow.com. You can watch us 24-7. You can watch us live between 8 and 10 a.m. Monday through Friday. Okay, with that being said, we were talking about what happens with woke agendas. As sometimes woke agendas seem like they're growing, other places they seem like they're not. How about this? Case in point, Iowa. Iowa Republicans are advancing legislation to prohibit funding of diversity, equity, and inclusion offices and officers at states colleges. Now this bill, Tabitha, progressing, it would quote halt a woke agenda in the state's colleges by banning any of that being taught that I was just talking about. Diversity, equity, inclusion. Of course, we know this is being it's being thrown at kids at all ages. The quote that you had from Iowa State Representative Terry Taylor Collins, quote, for too long the DEI bureaucracies at our institutions of higher education have been used to push a woke agenda on faculty, staff, and students. Under the guise of diversity and inclusion, these programs work to indoctrinate students into their preferred political ideology. So this House bill, it's called House File 616. It passed the House committee already last week, and it's going to prohibit state public universities from spending money on this diversity, equity, inclusion, anything, courses, research, student organizations, and guest speakers. Now, that is pretty damn interesting. It's already gotten out of committee, and we'll see where it goes when it comes to the state vote. A lot of times, what happens, (laughs) I'm just going to tell you how it goes, you get lobbyists who get involved, and whoever hires the best lobbyist can get their people to vote. But that's a start. I... That's the first bill that I've seen in the country because we all talk every day, it seems like, about woke agendas, what college universities are doing, what happens to students when they go to college universities. We've been talking about it and hearing stories about it for at least two decades. No no question about it. And I think it was attorney Brad Young that back in the day that used to tell us that we have to leave things to the states to make a difference. And, and it seems that's true. Look at Tennessee. Tennessee is the first state to block children from receiving puberty blockers. And from being indoctrinated in other ways, you know, under they're under 18 years old. And we're starting to see the states pick up the fight. And I do believe that if we continue to see this pattern, like you were just saying, if one state does it, another state will do it. 
And hopefully that 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 agenda spreads across the country. Well, we'll we're going to follow this in Iowa because Iowa was also when Eric told us about the schooling when you had Iowa giving quote um, money for families to choose their schools, or at least that was. I didn't know if it had actually been passed, but I knew it was being promoted. And then now you have this bill once again. We'll continue to follow it for you too to see where it goes and what happens. But House File Six One Six passed the Iowa House Committee last week, which would prohibit any state public money going to any colleges, universities that are promoting diversity, equity, and inclusion. I mean, they're going. They're this sa- is this is something that feels like it could it could have. Um, some legs, as they say, if Missouri picks this thing up and say, I, we need templates, states can do it. They can Good be press. They can have precedence and we can have templates and there can be conservative state templates and there can be liberal state p- templates. The liberal state templates seem to be driving everybody away as the Republican state templates. Let's, you know, I talked about the barn dominiums earlier. What if there was a room that Republican governors could walk in and go, Ooh, look at this. A, uh, an education uh, bill that I can bring up. And it says that if you go woke, you go broke to all the state-funded colleges. Oh, look, school choice. Yes, I'll take two of those. Can you print two of those out for me? And just go down the list. DeSantis is doing stuff like that that other states are adopting. Virginia is doing other stuff like that that, that other states are adopting. Missouri has a great opportunity to bring a lot of that stuff in here, but they got to get off their ass and do it. That's so, for sure. Pro- and that's exactly why... Why Democrats are trying their hardest to turn every state blue so that these types of things don't happen. They don't want this to happen. And, and it's unfortunate that a lot of the universities across our country, more, more universities than not, will never allow this to happen because they are becoming more progressive and more liberal Every single day. It's not up to them. Every day. It's not up to them. If I, Iowa can do this, there's no re- and at least get it out of a House yeah. committee. There is absolutely no reason why this should not happen in the state of Missouri. No. Missouri in Missouri, yes. But I don't I'm, see it happening. It's in too not going to happen. But I'm going to tell you, it's not going to happen in Missouri. And I'm going to tell you why. Because when lobbyists get involved, they decide who the and whoever's got the most money. And if the university wants this. Yeah. They're going to get the best help that they can. It's just like getting a great attorney or a good attorney. You know what, though? There's, there comes a threshold. You can, you can have a crime-ridden St. Louis, but you can't have your new soccer park shot up. You can have a crime-ridden St. Louis, but you can't have an out-of-town girl struck by a, a guy that should have been in jail. There comes an optic to where all of this stuff comes to a head, and you're like, sorry, you had a chance to fix this or at least kind of work on it, and you didn't. And then all of a sudden the state goes, we've had enough. Iowa has had enough with their education system. They have. I applaud them because they shouldn't have. You should not be indoctrinating kids on any level when you accept money from the the greater good. Same. So Missouri could be the, the safety state. We could, could. Develop, we could develop the template of how to take out rogue prosecutors. And then DeSantis walks into Missouri and goes, oh, what do you guys have? I got this uh, rogue prosecutor bill thing that you guys should adopt. Okay, let me take this back to my state. They need to start adopting these templates on how to fix these problems. Don't you think so, Tabitha? I mean, isn't that, I mean, that I, makes ideally, sense. Ideally, there are so many things that, that make sense and things that would be great and things I would love to see happen. I don't actually... See there them we happening. go again. I don't see them happening. Come on now. Things are happening now. There are, Things there are, are happening small now. victories that are taking place 
across the country. There are some big victories taking place across the country, but I you think know, but, but here's we don't one. have the upper hand you right now. You say small victory. One grain of sand does not beget three grains of sand. One grain of sand exponentially grows into four, into eight, into 12. Mm-hmm. Exponential growth of these thoughts are, is what's going to happen. If you start to see success in implementing these principles, people will start to go, hey, that worked. And that, right? would, be, that would be ideal. Yes, Eric. But the people, there are a lot of people you ha- you. You fail to to remember in many instances, unfortunately, that the people who run this country, they don't want things I'm to I'm starting improve. to see the underbelly of what's going on here. They don't want things I'm to I'm starting to improve. see the underbelly. I, I think that tr- the, the reason that what Trump said to me the other night in his little proposal of building these federal land cities, it, was, it, it, it sounds odd. It sounds weird. Okay, you're going to put a Brentwood up right in the middle of... Keokuk, Iowa, you know, in the fields or whatever it is. <laughs> Who knows? But what? why that feels right is he's right. You cannot go in and give the bad leadership that's been there for 100 years in urban areas. You cannot fix it. I'm sorry. I know you put a St. Louis arch up down there. You can't move it. You're just going to have to let them destroy the place because there's nothing that they're going to do to fix it. They don't have the mental capacity to actually understand what uh, cause and effect is. They don't. And Tabitha, you're right. So if that's the truth, if that's the matrix that we're working in, we have to say, okay, give it to them. It's theirs. It's dead. We move on, right? If you are living in a situation where your roommate's having parties till four in the morning and you can't fix it, what do you do? You move out, right? There you go. Or you fight back. Well, there's a second... There's a second part on this whole situation, though, too, Eric, which gets into the government, kind of what you were talking about, too, Tabitha. Iowa trying to stop DEI from happening at state universities. You don't get money. Here we go again. Fairfax, Virginia, ground zero, if you will, for the battle of parents versus school boards that have gone woke, continue to try to go woke and say, you know what? You guys may have, quote, elected a Republican governor over a Democrat, but guess what? We're still not going to give up. This last week, eighth graders were sent home letters to parents teaching them and saying, hey, we're offering these new programs where you can spend time with college students. You can have time with college students. You can spend time with teachers teaching you about college, how to pick the best courses to give you this advantage, to work with you, to get you into college. Except, and then here's the quote, except, This is not available for white and Asian students. Excuse me? Quote, not available for white and Asian students. So now they've got another fight on their hands in eighth graders, Fairfax, Virginia school district. Kids who, if you're an eighth grader and you're white and you're Asian, Asian, you do not get the help that, they're trying to provide. It's only for, for students who are non-white, non-Asian to help teach you and everything about how to get into college that's and ridiculous. how to have success when you get ridiculous. to college. This ridiculous. This is a story that's going on right now in Fairfax. And this is what's wrong so with Eric, our country. As much, as much, this is why I see, I see places where woke continues to be mm-hmm. pushed. Cancel culture continues to be pushed. But then there's other places where it's trying to be taken away. Iowa, get that crap out. Fairfax, Virginia at the higher school district levels, 
Uh, yeah, if you're white and Asian, too bad, so sad, get out of here. We're only going to help students who aren't white and aren't Asian. Why don't they base it on income level? Because the, these programs should be available to any family maybe that's below a certain income level. Now that I could understand. If you're if you're up in the poverty line, whether you're white or Asian or black what, or what, Hispanic. White or what? White or Asian? No, white it, or it, Asian. I'm saying it should be open to anyone. But you know what Eric, they're saying by that? It should be open to anyone. You're privileged because you're white. You're privileged because you're Asian. That's exactly. That's exactly what they're, what saying, they're saying, and it doesn't matter. Which is matter. a racist statement in itself. And some of those, some of those white kids and some of those Asian kids could be living in poverty, and they do. could be disadvantaged. But if you're white or Asian, the way that the world sees it is that you cannot possibly be disadvantaged because you have the color of your skin is your advantage. It doesn't matter if you're poor and white or poor and Asian, because you're not dark skin, black or brown, then your skin is your advantage. Well, you know what? The only way to fix this is, is like Trump said, you have to build the new cities. <laughs> but no, oh, but hold on, hold on. We're not getting and you have to give people the ability to not go to these schools. If it says NEA on the door, you have to you have to go run screaming and hiding. You do. If, if it, it says, says what on the door? NEA National Education. Oh yep. Yeah, oh, but if that's you, if you do if you see uh, anything that says NEA on it, and you have your voucher, and the mom walks up to the door of the school, and they go, "Up, oh, we're out of here." We're going to go to another school. I like your community approach, Tabitha. That's one of the best ideas I've heard. What it, was it the communal uh, homeschooling or whatever you said, where everybody it's, kind it's of participates? A, right. It's it's like a. I community think that's a great idea. And it's happening all across the country. It's happening. It's but, happening right here in Missouri. As a matter of fact, a couple of our listeners are doing exactly that, and they have that type of uh, schooling system already set up. But here's the second part of this: as we let that marinate for a second. Guess who was donating money into this education program that was being offered to all students besides those who were white and Asian? Well, that should be obvious. Chinese companies. Why? Yeah, because it's Chinese, breaking down the civilization. Chinese companies investing in these programs. Secondarily, Eric, here's what I was talking and teasing about. Chinese companies are now buying up charter schools in the United States. Oh, it's brutal. They get it. And farmland. I'm going to say this. And everything else we have. I never liked the Patriots, but I knew that they were always well more prepared than anybody that they were taking (laughs) on. And I, so you got to, you got to tip your hat. If you're in a competitive nature with China, they're winning. They're the Patriots and you are the Jacksonville Jaguars. You have no shot in beating the Patriots. So why are they doing this? Because they are winning the battle on the micro level. They haven't. They're preparing for the macro battle, but they are winning the battle through TikTok, through school systems, through George Soros, through through buying up infrastructure in North Africa. They are these guys are. They're not winning the battle. We gave it to them. We handed it to and them giving, on a silver platter and giving to them. Well, both. It's even worse. It's literally worse. It's like they're doing it, but at the same time, we're giving it to them. China owns us. They they own us. You know, if you if you have asthma right now, you can't find albuterol. Guess what they're telling you to do? They're saying, you know what? Uh, use expired albuterol. If what? you have an asthma attack, go to the emergency room because pharmacies don't have any albuterol. So guess what? For the millions of people in this country that do, that have asthma or other lung conditions. You're possibly not going to find albuterol any longer. This is all Joe Biden's fault. Anytime you bring up a conversation about China right now, it's it's Biden's fault because 
Trump. It's one hundred percent because Trump fault. had these guys at bay. You realize that, right? We didn't have these issues. We, we didn't, didn't have these issues. I mean, so, you can talk Republican, Democrat. Look at the results. Yeah, and it, it's so. I'm it's, sorry. It's, it's the it's yeah. the way it is. It's like it's like Joe Biden is is so incompetent. He reminds me of. He's just the puppet. It's it's not Joe Biden. It's the regime putting well, he's him not to the doing front. Anything. He's I, doing he's doing nothing, and it's going to get so much work. You know, there's hundred and twenty something drugs now on a list. That they're they're going to st- and they haven't done it yet. They have about the albuterol, but pretty soon they're going to tell you with these these 120 drugs that guess what you're not going to be able to find them. And it, just like the albuterol, you're going to have to take them even if they're expired because maybe a tiny bit of effect from the drug is better than not having it at all. And why? Because we gave China our pharmaceutical rights. They make yeah. our pharmaceuticals. They make our That's surgery scary. equipment. They they make. So, I mean, what? look around. Anywhere you go in this country, China literally owns us. And you know what? Pe- don't listen when people say this. People are like, oh, United States, everything here is so amazing. We're seriously like, I, somebody else said on the comment line, it's not a third world country. But if you look at other countries, even Ukraine, Ukraine has better infrastructure than we do. Have you seen that's the gas stations in Ukraine? No, that's a fact. Every, I mean, we are antiquated. It's because we've given them so much money and so have other That's countries. That's exactly right. That's, our country, we're not building up. We're not modernizing anything. We are so far behind. And us Americans, we don't even know it. Did you get your Ozempic yet, Tabitha? I would love to have some Ozempic. <laughs> it's like, is that still in shortage as well? Uh, yes, I believe that it is. <laughs> and but But that's another thing, too. It's another thing. Just because people I know are using it now for weight loss, there's a lot of diabetics out there who can't receive their medication. But it's not because of the the drive necessarily for other uses. It's because it's so hard to get medication right now when the majority of it we have to rely on other countries. Now we're relying on Mexico. And and here pretty soon we might end up being in a war with Mexico of all crazy things, with cartels. And and then where are we going to get our medication? Yeah. um, Why can't we just make it here? America is awesome. First of all, number two, it could be, it could be again. Unfortunately, it's like it, but it's not all over the place. Awesome. It's kind of like when you have the best piece of bread and then when you first cut the bread off, when it comes out of the oven, that's what this country used to be to me. It was fantastic. Now it's still the same bread, but there's little moldy spots all over the place and you got to cut the mold out. St. Louis is a moldy spot. St. Charles County is not a moldy spot. (laughs) Right. Lake of the Ozarks is not a moldy spot. But if you go to the outskirts of Kansas City, it's a moldy (laughs) spot. You got to cut it out. That's how I look at the country. It's still the most amazing piece of bread ever created. But unfortunately, it's not consistent from coast to coast anymore. That bread's getting stale, Eric. Yeah, it's getting stale. That USA bread is getting stale. You still have the military here. It's it's you still have you still have the entertainment sector here. You still have the you have the athletics here. You still have the amenities of the United States. You still have the 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 topography. The you know you. What, still, well, I would like to know. You know, so it we, is we the United have, States still. I trust me. I love the United States more than most people do. I love this country. Yeah, and and that's why I feel like I have the the right to say what's taking place right now in this country. It, it, we're all collateral damage. I mean, we we really are. They're using us as pawns in this crazy old man's world, uh, you know, in war and power. We're the ones who suffer. I love our country. I love our military. I, I love our police. I, I love our people. But I'll tell you what, our country is going downhill really I fast. Will, I will agree the, with that. And the freedom. All you got to do to me to look, is just, uh, and do you ever do this? 
Do you ever go through St. Louis and go, and then you're in East St. Louis and you're like, oh, hell. Do you ever look around and go, this place used to be kicking? This place could have Not been. Not just East St. Louis, but no, but, many but, but it's so close many to places. us. It's, it's a ghost town, and it could have been. It could have been as big as St. Louis if it wanted to be because it's got the river there. It's got that view of St. Louis, but they never developed it because it became crime-ridden, because it became corrupt, because it became unsavable. It's right? happening in rural areas, too, for different reasons. You know, there's a lot of rural areas here in the state of Missouri mm -hmm. where, you know, and they're predominantly, if not 100% white, and where drugs have taken such a strong foothold that they're not able to employ people in, at the different businesses. They're not able to uh, keep stores open because they're being robbed. And businesses are closing and people are moving out of these rural towns and they're leaving their homes Have behind. You heard about that? It's happening all across the, the country. Walmarts and Walgreens are picking up and, 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 and moving. Out yeah. Of, and they're blaming it on other things. They don't just come out and say, yeah, we're <clears throat> sick of being robbed. Well, because that should be their, their memo. Well, they're we're sick of they're being robbed. Afraid Thank of, you. Quote being canceled, and then that can hurt business all across their companies, wherever they are and whatever towns they are. It's Walmart. It's a joke. That's how Walmart's <laughs> operated. But hey, whatever. but go in there and I use a checkout lane. Walmart. They'll watch you like a hawk. <laughs> I went to Walmart yesterday, and one of the I, I was doing my own checkout, and I could see the lady out of the corner of my eye standing behind me leaning over an aisle watching every single move I made. I'm like, if you are in... Well, you are Tabitha, it's your look. It, I look like I'm going to rob the store. No, no you're so you short. you have that look on your Stop. face. You're like... Rrr. They think that you're sealing stuff off the bottom rung of the... They of think the... you're putting it in your coat. If they, if they force you to use self-checkouts, then guess what? You better trust right. me to do it right and not stand over my shoulder the entire time. Yeah. What? Okay, here's something else, guys. Let's get into it. The Missouri SAPA SAPA law with guns. The Missouri gun law now considered unconstitutional by a federal judge, but Missouri Attorney General Andrew Bailey, and this is going on in some other parts of the country, is going to fight it. Um, see, here's what happened. A lot of police officers um, were worried and said that this law that was, if it's in place, it would have unintended consequences when it comes to fighting crime. Uh, Attorney General Andrew Bailey says, uh-uh, I'm going to fight for it. I'm going to keep it. Now, the Second Amendment Preservation Act, known as SAPE, as I said, was passed a couple of years ago. It made it illegal for police to enforce, illegal for police to enforce federal gun laws that are not included in state laws. It also allowed people to sue police departments up to $50,000 if they felt like an officer was violating their Second Amendment rights. Wow. So... Bailey says he's going to fight to uphold the law. It's a very controversial situation that a lot of people were talking down, talking about. Now, the federal judge struck down the law and says it's a victory for police who've criticized the measure. I've heard police say they hate it. We heard Parson back it, and now Andrew Bailey back it, saying that we need it in the state. A lot of mixed reactions. A lot of the police officers I know absolutely are against SAPA, and then a couple I know are for it. The, 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 the people I know in these multi-agency task forces, what would force, an example be? They hate it. What would an example be? What yeah. would what would the situation be for a police officer? Why they would hate this law that was in place that this judge is trying to strike down right now? I would like to know. You know, from the the way they explain it to me, and then people tell me that this is incorrect, but it's coming from the officers I know. They claim it's something about when they make an arrest. And uh, they find 
illegal guns. I don't know. Something about the ATF, they had to fire the or lay the ATF agents off from these multi-agency task force. I don't I don't well, know. Well, Bailey says, quote, I'm going to protect the Constitution, which includes defending Missourians' fundamental rights to bear arms. We're prepared to defend the statute, the highest court, and we anticipate a better result at the Eighth Circuit. I know that Bob Igel is a very heavy, 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 and I, I believe he's the one to introduce SAPA. Who's very Bob? Bob? Bill Igel? Bill Igel. Oh, my God. I call him Bob Igel. I all did the, time. the same thing when he was here. Bill. Bill Igel. Yeah. Big supporter of SAPA. But it's also interesting because SAPA, which has been in place since 2021, was criticized by St. Louis police officials, Merit Shard Jones, St. Louis County Executive Sam Page. They said it kept authorities from cooperating with federal gun investigations and showed efforts to crack down and slowed efforts to crack down on gun it's, violence. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous because the criminals, you take the guns away from the criminals. You don't take the, you don't, you don't target law abiding citizens. And that's where I always have. But it was problems. passed in Missouri. I, I mean, understand. Missouri legislator passed this. I, I understand because it's optically, it's optically you could be on both sides of this and be okay. You could, because you can always make the point, well, we don't want to see anybody get killed by a by an uh, AR-style rifle. Anthony says that any cop that is against SAPA, which has been in place, which is what Bailey and Parson want, if any cop's against that, they can't be trusted. That's what An Anthony's going as far as saying I, that. And I don't, and that's why I said I don't know. I remember in a prior Radio Live having, having Bill come in and talk to him extensively about SAPA, and I don't know if maybe there's just people who don't fully understand it, but a lot of the police officers I know do not support SAPA. And I would love to have one of them come on All and tell us All of these laws why. are designed to, cre it's like a it's like creep fest. It just gets you one little teeny step closer to the ultimate leftist goal of not having any guns. You got it. The Second Amendment is literally the second passage in our most important federal document. It is, you need to have a debate about your Second Amendment. Not about these stupid little laws that that are impediments to the to the Second Amendment, right? So if you are if you as a community as a country are that sick of freedom to bear arms, the the elected officials in this country, I gotta say, go into the into your chambers and debate it and get rid of the damn thing if it's that bad. We're American citizens, but as American citizens, we we need to have the right to not be confused. It says in the Constitution, the last time I checked, you have the right to bear arms. Period. Full stop. Am I missing something? No, but well, I, but I think it's more complicated that when it comes. Ah, to see, you just complicated it. Well, it is complicated because it is of the it laws. is extremely complicated. What's interesting to me about freedom this, to, freedom of speech, Tabitha. Let's well, try that one. Okay, but SAPA has nothing to do with you and I and our right to carry guns. It's it, an it impingement. Has, it's it's mm. working in that space. Jeff says it's not about gun control. It's about control. We're also told that the judge who ruled against this. Now keep in mind, Andrew Bailey, Republican. Mike Parson, strong Republican, Governor AG, they wanted this in place, which they've had. Now, the critics say unintended consequences have occurred, but then a hardcore liberal judge just struck this down. Okay, that's weird. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> See? And that it's, that's why I said it's so, it's so complicated. At one point, I thought I had a very full understanding 
of what the SAPA law was. You know, I talked well, to Bill Eichel your, what, about it. Okay. What and then you, I talked to some police officers. Now, now, maybe it's because the police officers I spoke to are FBI agents and they're part of these multi-jurisdictional you know, jurisdictional task force. You know, maybe that's why they're not in support of it. I don't fully understand. Uh, what I thought I knew about it must not be correct. Once again, I think this country is, it needs to have a huge town hall meeting and we need to explain to people what the second amendment it, it is and what it's not because well, we from, know what the second amendment is but nah, that has nothing you? to that's not what sepa is sepa no, is so much well, more complicated it's, again, and it, complex it's, because again, it's about arrests again and and it's about what criminals can and cannot do and how police officers can interact with the criminals and the weapons that they find and it's it's a very complex and from what i understand it's even a case-by-case basis okay. at times so it's so much more than just you and i and our second amendment rights. i mean do you think that facebook should be able to censor you freedom of speech well of course not but i mean do they you? are a private company i mean it's it's basically we on this show there are words we cannot say absolutely that is, that, it's the big tech conversation shouldn't the government say if you have a company in the United States, we have this thing called the First Amendment. I don't care that you're a private company. doesn't matter. Everything that is said on your platform, unless it is uh, against, you know, child pornography or it's, it goes against real standards, not not spoken standards, then you then you should allow everybody to speak. Don't you think that? Uh, I, I, mean, I think that we should always have the freedom of speech and that any private organization ah, should support the, the right of freedom of speech. But but that's not how the law works right now. You can't and, have two separate soapboxes in the middle of your town square, can you? You can't have one for liberal to speak, and you can't have one for conservative to speak. It's just speak, right? That's how I feel about all these laws. It, it's There's a creep factor. It gets into the fundamentals of the country, right? If you have Facebook or Twitter silencing you because you want to talk about Fauci, right? Then that seems like it's going against my... No, Fauci's all over the news right now. <laughs> then that seems like it's impeding on your First Amendment right. That's it how would, I've always felt about it. I was it like, why, what do does, you... It does, but everything does. Every outlet don't, don't does. Defend them. Don't defend them right now. I'm not defending right anyone. Where in the media do we truly have freedom of speech? What platform do we truly have freedom of speech i can only think of a couple people like again us. you're making my point for me no i i'm agreeing but with that's you that's why i'm agreeing with you freedom of speech is but exactly what it sounds like but that has if nothing you yell to do with fire it, no, i know I'm, I'm i'm broadening the conversation if you yell fire in a in a in a theater you're in trouble you've now hurt people well <laughs> but, that's not freedom of speech that's something different. Correct. But if you want to have a conversation about the efficacy of a vac vaccine on a what is supposed to be a public channel. A cupcake, you mean? A cupcake. <laughs> then all of a sudden, <laughs> but, I think, but I think Eric, we should be able to do that. Think about this. There are people in this country who do have true freedom of speech, and they're called liberals. Progressive liberals do have freedom of speech. They can say absolutely anything they want on any platform, on any news media outlet, they have absolute 100% freedom of speech. Even hate speech to them is free speech. For us, it is the, the double standard. We, are, we have almost zero freedom of speech on our side. Think about that. It, we're complaining about freedom of speech. They're not because they do have freedom of speech. Yeah. The country is divided by those who can and those who cannot. Did you... Did it, free, 
not to shift gears from staple, which is a fascinating. No, it's topic. fine. I mean, we're, we've kind of um, we've kind of run the course on that. Did anybody talking about freedom of speech and freedom of the press and anything that's not nefarious? Did anybody get a geek chill yesterday? Besides oh, a geek chill down their back, that when you saw I had a lot of chills yesterday, but I don't know what a geek chill what is. What is a geek chill? Well, it's an old <laughs> talk to teach us. A geek Tell chill us the is story. this feeling where your hackles on your back kind of stand up when McConnell said. I can't believe Tucker Carlson released the videos of the nine of the January sixth thing. Did anybody in this room? Well, I'm not sure if you listened to the show, but Vic and I talked about that this morning for for several minutes. What did you think? I, I wouldn't call it a a, a geek uh, anything. I I don't know what, chill, but what I would say I'll is take that take my word so literal, but go ahead. I <laughs> I can't stand McConnell. I don't think any conservative can stand McConnell. And what our conversation was earlier is that none of that really matters because McConnell is in the position he's in because he pays all of our United States representatives to keep him there. So he has a, a huge super PAC. He puts out millions of dollars into different political campaigns, even on the conservative uh, Republican side, so that they will keep him in office. He gives Democrats money, he gives Republicans money, so that people don't go against him. I don't care what he says. I could care less what no, McConnell I says. I, I could because care he has a camera in front of less. his face. Doesn't he, matter. He shows it's it shows solidarity with Chuck Schumer. Not really, because here's the thing: you're you're either if you are a conservative, like let's say, like I am, I and people like me, we don't care what McConnell says. His words have absolutely no meaning to really? us whatsoever. It's on the news. It doesn't MSNBC matter if he day. screamed it from the president's podium. I could care less what he says. And I think a lot of people like me put zero value in his words. And then the people who like him, they're going to believe everything he says anyway. And there's nothing we can do to change that. To me, it is completely nothing. What I do and am concerned about out of that conversation is if Tucker Carlson really made these statements about Trump, if he really despises Trump, is that going to hurt Trump or is that going to hurt Tucker? Well, I I don't I didn't hear the part where he said he hated Trump. What I heard was Mitch McConnell basically saying he Tucker shouldn't have done this. That it doesn't it doesn't help the narrative of of the January sixth. I think every single politician except for a chosen few want to hold on to the narrative that January sixth was Trump's fault and don't reelect this guy. That's all I heard Mitch McConnell say yesterday. Other than that. What other news outlet or politician wouldn't want more stuff released into the public consciousness so that we can get, it should be transparent as hell, right? We should know everything going on in our government. I just, I just felt it very um, geek chilly that one of our, that the, the, uh, the minority leader of the Senate is saying we shouldn't be releasing videos so that the, American people can see. Did it. you expect McConnell to say something different? Yes. I mean, in my opinion, yeah, he's always, let me, let me he's t- always against oh, I can finish us. this I right now. The- I can finish this right now. Uh, Mitch should have had his look, if it been at the podium, whatever he was talking about, I don't even know. He should have said, yeah, um, Speaker McCarthy decided to release a video so that our people could see him. Is there a problem? Is I mean, I don't know what the problem is. That's what he should have said. McConnell will never he would have, have had, He would have had no, he would have no input. He would just said, uh, yeah, give us more video. He's not one of us. He's not one of me anyway. I don't know about you guys. He is not one of me or one of my people. Yeah, got to go anyway. No, it was brutal. Yeah, and Tabitha said we 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 talked about it. We started the show off for twenty minutes talking about Mitch McConnell. Yes, I was shocked, Eric. I was shocked. I did not. If if you don't want to say anything to back it, fine, but don't go out and go against it. 
And we're going to continue to see because the videos are continuing to come. These are some of the situations we're dealing with right now from a national standpoint. And these and, and, and when you're going through this, Democrats aren't yeah. going to stop. I mean, you, you're never going to get somebody to say, hey, I was wrong. I ever, don't know what ever, the ever. real charge for the uh, and, shaman should be, but the shaman looks like he should be. He shouldn't be charged at all. Yeah, Nothing. No, he shouldn't have a chance. He should have zero I told charge. Tabitha I got a lot None. of, I got, I don't know, eight, nine comments yesterday after the show just about Al Watkins, so St. Louis-based attorney, regarding that, what a great interview it was to have him, how this is actually happening with the shaman, and that from a national standpoint, there's no outcry. Once again, sometimes you have people who are breaking the stuff. Sometimes you don't. Yeah. Sometimes, and it depends on the state, it depends on the situation, but Eric, if you polled a majority of Americans, I, I still think they think of J six as something that was negative because they're not in touch. Yeah, I think that they're was not the watching point. the videos. They're you, watching the regular I mean, media, which is you know, all lies and propaganda. How fascinated would you have been if if Liz Cheney would have come out yesterday? And go, I had no idea. They did not show me this. I feel so horrible about the things I said about the J six and what had happened. I am so sorry to Josh Hawley for laughing at him in a committee meeting and thinking that he was running out when he was actually bringing up the rear of a lot of people running out. How awesome would that have been? It could have saved her damn career, to be honest with you. It could have. But the Cheneys hate Trump so bad that will never happen. No, it'll never happen. But the <laughs> there's so much, so much that's going on. Um, I, number one, I wouldn't look. <clears throat> I don't think... Republicans are going to make a big deal about the whole situation regarding what Mitch McConnell did. It, it, it kind of, he said it, it was his opinion. And then it moves on. I don't think despite Tucker Carlson quote saying he passionately hates Trump. I don't think that that's going to get a bunch of play either. I really don't. I mean, Tucker Carlson, while he is a great entertainer, um, you know, he, he's human and Trump may, Trump may drive him crazy. I mean, it may. You don't know what else has happened behind the scenes. But he did write, quote, passionately about hating Trump. I mean, that, that was a quote. Well, he, here's but he claims it was, out of, here's he said it was out of context. Okay, it's out of context. How could it be deal. out of context, though? He didn't explain. He just said it was out of context. <laughs> it's easy for us to say it's he out of context. He claims he didn't feel that way. But the bigger... The, what's, what he the bigger, wrote it. The bigger part of this isn't about necessarily him even saying he doesn't like like Trump. It was the fact that... They're claiming, the media is claiming that they don't support the fact that election fraud took place. That's the bigger point in the whole conversation. No, it is, but you can't, but I'm just going to tell you what we're liberals and national media are hitting. When you have Carlson say that the way Trump acted post-election was, quote, disgusting, I'm trying to look, and that he was, quote, trying to look away, I mean, that those are- How do they have these private texts quote, anyway? It's part of a lawsuit. I quote Tucker Carlson saying about Trump, I quote, hate him passionately. It's part of legal filings, hundreds of pages um, that were released because they were made part of a Dominion voting systems lawsuit, a $1.6 billion defamation lawsuit. Oh, that's right. That's right. That um, um, Dominion has against Fox News Network. That's how these were made public. Do I think that that's salacious? Yeah, you better... The most popular guy on TV, hardcore Republican, 
saying that he passionately hates Donald Trump. I don't believe it, quite I, honestly. Dude, I can totally he square said it. it. I get it. No, they, they, okay, they also I said completely that the January 6th videos aren't true. I don't believe anything, Tabitha. anything they say. They lie, okay, okay. they cheat, but they you lie, got it. I mean, cheat. words Car- do Tabitha. come out of people's Carlson mouth. already <laughs> admitted yeah. to this. He, he said just, it was out of context. Let me finish. He already admitted, There's those were his words. How can it be out of context when you say, I passionately hate Trump? I never saw a text where he said he passionately hated Trump. I'm looking at it. I believe you. I believe you. And I've seen the Then it doesn't report. matter if you didn't but see I, it or but not. But we didn't see the text. What was I'm he talking about? I'm looking at his text messages from the court filings. hated Trump. Something Trump was doing, or I can, I can something that was this. going on at the I can time. Swear this. I hated Trump the day that he made that don't, announcement don't, don't about stick Eric. Up for people's, um, don't stick up for people's feelings. I'm not Be- sticking up because for anyone's here's feelings. The deal. I can give you an example. Terrell Owens, maybe one of the best receivers to play in the NFL. People hated him in the locker room. They hated him in the in the in his his management groups hated him. The San Francisco 49ers hated him. He brought a Sharpie out and signed a football in front of the Seattle Seahawks fans, and that is really bad protocol for the NFL. People hated what he did off the field and in the locker room, but he could he could catch a football with the best of them. That's Trump. People can square thinking that the policies of Donald Trump were fantastic, that we did not have these problems that Joe Biden is bringing to us, but they could not stand. Listen to me. The damn tweeting and the damn abrasive nature of how he talked to other people. I'm sorry. There's a an entire ilk yes. of people across the country that feel the same way. And don't dismiss that. Yeah. Please. And let me finish what Tucker said. These all came out in his text messages. Quote, that's the last four years. We're all pretending we've got a lot to show for it. Because admitting what a disaster it's been. That's about Trump's presidency. A disaster it's been, according to Tucker Carlson. It's too tough to digest. But come on, there isn't really an upside to Trump. That's that's a salacious master big story. We'll have to see what I know he Republicans says about it. and conservatives, we don't want to listen to it. We don't want to bring it up. Will it hurt but, Tucker? But Tucker said that about Trump. Will it hurt him? No. No. Because no. Tucker has this. No, kind of, it doesn't want, hurt either one of them. I don't. I don't know about that. I think there's going to be some fallout. If don't you he, want? Don't you because want? Because a lot of people. Don't you I don't or, watch Tucker. I don't watch any news. But people who watch Tucker, a lot of them watch him because he's one of the only people who appears to have supported Trump. No, I think he'll lose. I think he'll lose followers. Yeah, he'll gain followers. He, he's got too. a billion. He'll be he fine. <laughs> yeah, he could retire today. He'd be fine. But, I mean, but just keep in mind, those those are Tucker's. Words, what he said about Trump, and this wasn't a long time ago. This was right after the presidency, and the whole January 6th deal made him sick to his stomach because he blamed Trump for it. He blamed it in those filings. And of course, if he if he really said these in the context that we're he being told, said those, he said it. Then I hope that conservatives turn him off and never I agree. watch I him agree again. With that January 6th because that garbage. means he's you know fake what? and he's lying. You know what, Tab? About everything. You know what, Tab? I'll say it on this show. Probably not a great idea to do this, but January sixth should have never happened. When you when you lose a football game, you get yourself up, you shake the other team's hand, and you go, "Man, I don't know what the deflated balls you were using, but you were throwing like a bitch today." You couldn't Good be job. more wrong. You Good couldn't job be more wrong, Eric. Good because, job winning. but with the problem with the voting, man, that's what the that problem needs is, to be Eric. looked at. People that needs to be looked at. Eric, but I'm are you saying trying this. to say that that conservatives should this, not have gone tactic, to Washington D.C. that day? Tactic of January 6th blew up in their face like a like a Bugs Bunny cartoon. 
I'm not saying that there weren't some Republicans there who fell for the Antifa tactics or, or the leftist tactics. But are you trying, I'm just trying to clarify your statement. Are you trying to say that we should have never, that Americans, uh, Republicans, conservatives, Trump supporters should have never gone to Washington, D.C. that day? That's not up to the president that's leaving office to do. It's up to the people of the, of the United States And that's States what the people to chose to do. And okay, well, are you was, saying they were wrong for doing it is what I'm trying to get what at. What do you think? No, I always, I'm able to send you two up all the time. <laughs> what it wasn't think? a matter of that. It was a matter that, Donald Trump insisted upon having that rally there, and, and then but that's where it came. should be. If he that's where it should be. If he doesn't have the rally as an outgoing president, yes. it doesn't happen. That's what Eric's saying. Yeah. He had, I, I see both your yeah. sides. Then I one thousand times disagree with you because you know what? We have every right to go to our Capitol building, to Washington D.C., the you know the capital of our country. And protest in, in yeah. with a million people, with that? 10 million people. We have every right to do that. that you can't take that away from Yosemite us. Yosemite Sam and Bugs Bunny, and he puts the bomb on the on the uh, C-sharp note. And as soon as they hit the last note, the, the piano blows up. And Yosemite Sam's trying to get Bugs Bunny to play the note, but he never plays the note right. And then Yosemite Sam goes and says, no, you got to do it like this, Varmint. And then he hits the note, bam. That's what happened to the Republicans. That's what happened to Trump is he basically set a, he basically thought that he was going to get some kind of traction moving forward. He did. And he, and it blew because up Because he said he face. had evidence that he was screwed over an election and people are saying, Eric, that's why you need to watch 2000 Mules. Because if you watch it, you'll be sick to your stomach yeah. and think that there should have been more rallies. And I'll say this again for Trump. He doesn't have a shot in hell because, what? yes. Because, a shot in hell for what? Um, let me, let a, me finish. Let me finish. Oh, what? Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Fox News is the biggest news organization by triple yeah. on, as far as. They as, are. It, because okay. they're the only Hold option. On. Hold on. Not because they're Hold good. On. But there are more news outlets for liberal co- co- um, uh, news. So you're never going to get Trump to get the 50% of the people in the United States to believe you. Because they're fifty percent of them are as liberal as you are. What as world are you living on? I'm not. I'm living in the. It's the same world you are. I'm telling you a right now. There's nothing that Trump could have done. He would have had to basically conceded and said, "I'm out." But I will tell you this: there was a there was election fraud, and we will do our best to get to the to the bottom of it. But by doing what he did, now we're talking about this. And it basically blew up in his face. You're wrong. You're, you couldn't be more wrong, Eric, today. For, I just don't understand. Well, how am I wrong? Because we are the majority. So how did Trump it, okay. did win the election. We are the majority. <laughs> Hold on. We School are me. the majority. You, uh, here, why don't ladies you understand and gentlemen, I, that no, we are the I majority? I cannot wait for this because I, I've been looking forward to this. You, you seriously years. think liberals make up 50% Tell, of our yes, population? Yes, I do. Nope, Tell me this. Not a chance. Tell me this. And this is coming from Tabitha Hassel, and then we'll leave the day. Then we'll, you tip your bartenders and waitresses, and we'll leave. How did January sixth improve the standing of the GOP or any conservative candidates moving forward? Let Tabitha Hassel, you're on the clock. Go. It could have improved. No, 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 not could have. How <laughs> we did, all know what it was didn't. the positive? Because Eric, what Eric, was so the, because nothing positive. What if people were protesting the Don't, PRL shows? Would you not go and perform that? No, night? I probably wouldn't. But yeah. here you go. <laughs> Let me ask you this. What's the rest of the band? You're, I'm trying to I'm explain, try to, I'm but you're not letting this. me. I tried to give my. I gave my. You're um, trying to say that we should fall for the liberal narrative. Hold on. And just because they tricked some folks, they that we shouldn't trap. get together. They and left assemble. a trap. They, the, they, they, they made the trap happen. 
they fell into the trap. It was negative across the board, period, into discussion. So they shouldn't have gone? Now, on the other side of this, this is Tabitha Hassel, ladies and gentlemen. She's about to tell us why January 6th was a positive thing. Go. It was. It, there was positivity. in it. You know what we saw, Eric? We saw people come together. Uh, over a million people came together that day in the Capitol. 99.9% of the people that were there that day were peaceful. And they were sitting around okay. a giant flag singing. They came together. They showed that we are the majority. And then a couple of them, a handful, fell for the propaganda and they ended up getting in scuffles with police and uh, and getting into Nancy Pelosi's office. But you know what? That's a handful of people. The problem is, is the media wants yes. to tell you that it hurt us. Trap. The media wants to tell you that we all fell for it, but that's not the truth. The truth is 99.9% of the but, over a million people there were peaceful and there for the right reason. But so you have looking, heard the comment, it only takes one bad apple to absolutely. ruin the bunch. Now let's go with and this. And that's the narrative that came out now of Now let's that. go with this. Here's the converse to that. Your little your little uh, uh, assembly that you put together gave Nancy Pelosi the right to put cages around the Capitol. She put the National Guard in the garage. She basically had the optics of controlling the cameras of what they released to the media. They had the optics of every of every single representative running out of the Capitol building. They had the news outlets for the next two years saying how white supremacists stormed the Capitol and they only had one outlet to push back called Fox News, which isn't a big enough outlet to push it back against everything else. So if my opinion if it never have happened, they would never have had that rope to hang your around your neck. And well, you would not have had to be debating this. Obviously, they did that with intent. And yes, like I just said, a handful, a small handful of conservatives fell for the trick. Or did they? Because what a lot of people believe and what I believe is, and Vic often brings up Ray Epps, a lot of these people who got in scuffles with police officers, who broke windows at the Capitol building, who uh, committed other actual crimes that day, they weren't even conservatives at Ray all. Ray Epps was part of the trap. They were people you made my point for me. who were Ray dressed like conservatives. Sometimes you get trapped, sometimes you don't. Antifa was part of the trap. They knew that if you had Antifa people there, they weren't going to... They weren't going to knock on the front door. They were going to break the front door down. It doesn't mean we shouldn't do it again. It doesn't mean we we shouldn't still keep fighting. It doesn't mean you fight we in should the right fall circles. for the intimidation. You mean the rallies should happen The again. rallies should continue not, to happen. Not Dana Lash here in St. After. Louis was a great example of how you the make those things work. The only violence was against Tea Party. The Tea Party was she really? worked. What? What did you say about Ashley you Babbitt? You said that I don't promote the violence. I said the only violence that happened that day was oh. against Ashley Babbitt. Yeah. Yeah. Look. What we can agree to disagree on this, I agree. Am I the but, only conservative in the room? What, what I would really. Talk, what like have to I know. said? What have I said? <laughs> I'm you not. I'm that. not conservative. I'm not liberal. I'm. Nothing. I wouldn't I'm hear you guys I'm fight. I'm a spectator. Country, I'm a spectator. I, I come fight from. For again, your I'll country. say this for the I don't th- run. I will. I know, I'm just teasing. I, I will. I am against the rally. I would. I will say that right now. That that there was nothing good that came of that. Nothing. You, I don't care how many American flags were in the field. I don't care about it. You don't do it like that. You fight the battle in court, and you fight. There, the, there's no. We always knew there was no battle in court, Eric. At some point, we're going to have to. The majority of us are going to have to wise up 
And and that's what happened that day. They knew there's no battle going to be fought in court. Look at all this, all all the I, again, counties that were overturned. Again, Nothing happened in court. We'll never win in court. No, you know where no we're going to win? To in you, the streets. And I love you to death, and you know I do. No offense to you, but you did not come up with one good thing that has, yes, ha- I did. That has come from January 6th. It, it's, <laughs> not it's, one. It, there, you there came are, up with a bunch of uh, one percenters were, were bad and then other 99 were fine. Because you know why, Eric? There was good that came out of it, but when you have a regime in place in this country that controls the media, that is willing to do false flags events, who's willing to plant bombs potentially at the, at the in the Capitol building... How can you win in any I, I situation? I ask you this question. How can retort? we ever win? The the I, win is going to come in the streets. There I will be you, a civil war in this country. I ask you this question retort. And then we'll get out of here. And then we'll get out of here. Ask yourself this. How does the most incompetent, old, retirement home gentleman run the country? He can let the borders be completely open. He can basically have high inflation, high interest rates, no gasoline, XL pipelines going down, uh, making bad decision after bad decision, yet he can come out on top, even though he still has a 38% approval rating, which is horrible. Because How the regime can he backs get the him. things done the regime that he's getting him. done? Because he does it quietly under the cover of darkness. They, they don't do anything under the cover of darkness. He sleeps under the cover of they, darkness. Eric, has nothing. Cream. Biden is not a president. He's a talking <laughs> oh. head. He's the Wendy of Wendy's. He means absolutely nothing. The Wendy of Wendy's. Wendy's? I love that one. That is good. The regime is running this country. <laughs> That's Deb of the Hassle. Eric Johnson, Scotty Gerken on the boards, Lizzie Sparks on the chat line. I'm very Faust. Thanks for joining us for CancelThisShow.com. You can watch us 24-7. CancelThisShow.com. You can watch us live. You can watch us taped. You can stream us. Video, audio, it's all there for you. Don't miss us tomorrow. Oh, we're going to talk with a business owner, local business owner, insurance agency, Emily Swift, running for an office, why she is now getting into the battle, the politics battle, after being a very successful businesswoman. Once again, it's a reminder, hey, if you want to change things, sometimes you have to go do it yourself. Ain't that right, Eric? You know, that's right. And Troy Taylor for Ghost from Ghost Hauntings. Author, tour giver of Ghosts coming up on Friday. Ghost Tours coming up Friday for our free-for-all Paranormal Friday. All right, back with more tomorrow. Thanks for joining us for CancelThisShow.com.